News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Well, the big day finally here, Election Day, with control of both houses of Congress at stake, along with a host of other contests, including some key governorships. And the question on many people's minds, will 45... Try again. Former President Trump teased a third presidential run while campaigning in Ohio Monday night ahead of the final day of voting in this year's midterm elections. He told a cheering crowd in Ohio that he's going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th in Mar-a-Lago. The former president was headlining a rally to bolster Senate candidate J.D. Vance, and he said he didn't want to detract from the importance of Election Day by making his own campaign announcement beforehand. Tasha Stevens reporting. Senator Rick Scott feeling upbeat on this election day. The Florida Republican chairs the National Republican Senatorial Committee. We've got a great chance uh, to get 52 plus. The senator from Florida talking with the Salem Radio Network's Hugh Hewitt. Scott has been busy in the run-up to election days, been out campaigning for GOP candidates all across the country. Cochise County, Arizona, will not be able to tally the ballots the old-fashioned way. A judge on Monday blocked a rural Arizona county's plan to conduct a full hand count of ballots from the current election, a measure requested by Republican officials who expressed concerns that vote-counting machines are untrustworthy. The ruling from Pima County Superior Court Judge Casey F. McGinley came after a full-day hearing on Friday during which opponents presented their case and called witnesses. An appeal of the judge's decision is likely. Keith Peters reporting. In Pennsylvania, the Fetterman Senate campaign is suing in federal court looking to have mail-in ballots counted even if they were not signed with a valid date. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 167 points. The Nasdaq, 19 points higher. More on these stories at townhall.com. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Inflation is a problem, markets are volatile, and the risk of running out of money in retirement is real. That's why I love annuities, and you should too. Your financial advisor doesn't want you to know that with our annuity strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year, and when the stock market goes down, your annuity won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and you should only invest if you learn the facts. And that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to use safe, low-fee annuities to build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Seven people arrested in northeast China detained following a clash between residents and authorities were enforcing COVID-19 restrictions. A news release from the police department in the Shandong city of Linyai said public security would take strong measures against those who illegally violated the legal rights of personal protection of citizens. Anti-pandemic measures have prompted backlashes across the country, forming a rarely seen challenge to the Communist Party authority. It is immediately clear who was arrested after the clash. News of the arrests appeared on social media on Tuesday morning, but were erased by the country's censors before noon. I'm Charles Dilodesma. The Sandinista National Liberation Front completing its political domination of Nicaragua. Election officials say it's won control of all of the country's 153 municipalities and elections that critics say were unfair. News and analysis, townhall.com. 
Beautiful start out there, but it is much cooler than yesterday. Today will be sunny, finally feeling like November. It'll be breezy, too, with highs in the mid-50s. That breeze will make it feel a little bit cooler. Tonight, clear, cooler yet, 32 for the overnight low tonight. Wow. And then tomorrow, sunny, highs in the mid to upper 50s. Thursday, mostly sunny, highs in the mid to upper 60s. In the early morning forecast center at Channel 3, I'm meteorologist Scott Haney wishing you all a great, safe, and healthy election day. 50 in Norwich, 52 in New London. Good morning. I'm Marty Hausberger. The campaigning is over. The voting takes place today in Connecticut. Voters headed to the polls. Got until 8 o'clock tonight. Several important statewide races to be decided. Governor Ned Lamont seeking re-election, being challenged again by Republican businessman Bob Stefanowski. The only competitive race for Congress appears to be in the 5th District, where Democratic Congresswoman Johanna Hayes is being challenged by former Republican State Senator George Logan. Here in the 2nd District, Incumbent Joe Courtney going against State Representative Mike France of uh, of Ledger. Also, there is a uh, question about whether Connecticut should offer early voting or not, change the Constitution to allow that and let the legislature work out the details. And, of course, in uh, Norwich, a vote on whether or not uh, money should be spent to build new schools in the Rose City. Election day today, only one candidate for statewide office is appearing in our area. This afternoon, Democrat Secretary of the State hopeful Stephanie Thomas will be in New London. She's hanging with Martha Marks, who's running for state Senate. They'll be at New London High School this afternoon at 245. A majority of the cities and towns in Rhode Island are voting today on whether to allow marijuana businesses to operate locally. The referendums are not happening in the four cities and towns where there are medical marijuana dispensaries already. None of them around here. Uh, Governor McKee signed a bill legalizing recreational cannabis possession and sales. That takes effect December the 1st. A motor vehicle crash in Groton yesterday claimed a life. Police say 69-year-old James Turner was killed when his dump truck hit a tree on Fort Hill Road. That accident happened just before 11 yesterday morning. Turner had a passenger... 70-year-old Reginald Hagen of Groton, who had to be removed from the truck by the jaws of life. He had a serious head injury and was flown to Hartford Hospital. Sunny, breezy, 56 today, 50 in Norwich at 10.06. Next news at 11. I'm Marty Hausberger, WICH. And now, Stu Breyer. We got a winner! What? Okay, who's winning? I don't know. The polls are... Still going on. Come on, I want to know. I want to know. Really? WICH is projecting that. Uh, hmm? Um, really? Be careful here. <laughs> I am. I'm trying to be careful. Um, Soupy Sales. <laughs> Soupy Sales wins mayor. Soupy Sales wins mayor posthumously. <laughs> Got to tell you about. Uh, well, first of all, at 11 o'clock, we have an update from Sue Dubs from the Uncas Health District. Some strange thing going around with a cough that lasts a long time, and then there's get your flu shots, and so we'll get to that after the 11 o'clock news. Okay. And then after 1 o'clock, something I've never done before is actually uh, inter- uh, interview somebody who hired a hitman. Wow, that would be cool. That would I mean, be cool, interesting. huh? Melissa Schofield. She hired a hitman to do to, to do hit away who? with her uh, daughter's uh, abusive boyfriend. Mm, that would be tempting. But. And she was a uh, psychotherapist, pillar of the community. Her daughter's boyfriend began abusing her daughter and young grandson. 
Mm. And she wasn't going to take it anymore. So she hired a hitman. She hired a hitman. Uh, however, he, the hitman she hired was an underground cop. Ooh. Subsequently, she spent some time in jail, and now she's uh, out of jail mm. and wrote a book about the whole experience. How not to hire a hitman. Yeah. So um, she's got a book out. Oh, that'd be interesting. See if she has remorse or uh, there must have been another way. There's gotta, a, yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's got to be a, well, another ask, way. I'll ask her all those questions. Um, the book is called, excuse me. The book is called, excuse me. It's called <laughs> Excuse bitter, me, don't hire a hit, man. Like bitter I or Better, the Melissa Scunfield story. Bitter or Better? Bitter or Better. Mm. Her harrowing journey. Yeah. How the justice system failed her. Hmm. That should be different. Well, apparently they didn't protect her daughter and her grandkid. Yeah, maybe that was the deal, that's huh? what she's got going on. Well, we'll find out all that after the 1 o'clock news today. And, um, you know, I always think, well, what what type of guest have I never interviewed? And there's one. A hitman hirer. A hitman hirer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can't recall you ever doing that. Nope, this is a new one. All right. After 1 o'clock. Hope it makes a hit with the audience. Ha <laughs> ha. Not to hire a hitman. Hmm. Okay. So I understand today is um, voting day. That's right. Campaigning over? I guess it's still not no, over, right? right? They're, They're campaigning. Campaign to the bitter end. Now, if you're running for office, you have to stay in the, so far away from the uh, voting booth, is, polls. Yeah, is that like correct? 75 feet or something 75 like that. feet. Five, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there is a distance. So they'll be out there doing their thing. That's right. Kind of be glad when it's over. I, yeah. I don't know if all the voting will be in... By tomorrow, probably not. But we shall uh, we shall see. I'm going to let all our listeners know about in case they uh, are last minute voting uh, voters where to vote today. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always handy. Yeah. It's good to know where you're going. I'm just going to vote this morning, and now I'm going to vote this afternoon because I got up late mm. and I didn't feel like running over there early. And uh, I tried to vote early uh, yesterday, but there was such a big line. And really. There was a big line for early voting? Yeah, big oh. line for early voting. Wow. So we'll see what happens. I thought that was the whole idea of early voting, so yeah. you could avoid the lines. Nope. No? Well, all right. It was like a 45-minute wait or so. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I'm hearing a strange noise. Is it me or... No, it's not you. It's, it's not me? Another one of those, uh, your computer battery's about to die warnings. Okay, okay. So, my friend, uh, this is it. What do you mean this is it? The end of the world? No, not the end of the world. I mean, for some people, if their candidate doesn't win. Yeah, some people take it too hard. Yeah, they do take it too hard. I mean, we, you know, whatever happens, we will move on. Exactly. Right? The sun will come up tomorrow. As Little Orphan Annie would say. Yep. Sun will come up tomorrow, but your bottom dollar tomorrow, tomorrow. there'll be sun. Wow. Hmm. That was awful. That was awful. No, okay. it was actually not bad. Well, not too I was bad. just kidding no, you. I'm kidding. Did you see the lunar eclipse this morning? It was kind of no, cool. No, did you? Oh, yes. Yeah. I drove right through it. It was, it was barely starting when I drove in, and then it got more and more and more. It was kind of cool. And then when it went away, I never saw the moon again, because I think the sun came out and kind of messed it up, and... If I'm not mistaken, I, I remember they used to say, 
Don't forget to see the eclipse because we won't have another one for a thousand years. Yeah, this one is, yeah. And now we have about three a year. I don't know about that. Well, it's true. There's all kinds of... That might have been a solar eclipse, you're thinking. Solar about. eclipse. Maybe this I got my lunar. eclipse confused with the solar. Your eclipses are getting mixed up. Yeah. I don't know. It does, it does seem like there has been some lately, yeah. But I thought I read somewhere where this one's this one's not going to occur for another, like, yeah, to like 23-something, which I 23. don't think we'll be here for, but... 23 years, you said? No, 300 years. 23-something. Oh, 300 years. 23, no, 94 or something? I don't know. I'll have to go look. They'll push it up. It. They'll push it up a little bit. You know, that if, it's, if it can make some money, they'll push it up. Yeah. All right. Unless there's some great technology, we won't be around for that. Okay, before I get to the program... Yeah. What was that? That was a whistle. Uh, who's winning the election? What do you mean? Which one? There's a bunch of them. All of the local ones. Who's going to win? Did you get it? No, no. I just, what's this... Do you, you're a news person. Do you have so far what the score is? What? The score? Who's winning? I used to get those calls when we covered uh, hours of the election. And I say, well, who's winning so far? And I would always say, wait a minute. We no, you know. can't. They don't count yet. Yes, they count after. Afterwards. Eight o'clock. And even then, we're not sure. Sometimes. So I won't tell anybody who's winning during the day. No, you can't, uh, you know, because affect you're, the uh, people's... Because you're a top newsman, and if you don't know, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I won't even know tomorrow. That's true. We probably won't know tomorrow. Ah, oh, we'll know. Some, you most know, some of, races. Most of the races. A lot of the local races we should know tomorrow. we'll know, yeah. I uh, came across... This is amazing. Right around uh, where the uh, senior center is in Norwich. Mm-hmm. On the lawn, there must have been 50 signs in a row. So they're, none of them are effective if they're just I mean, they're all clumped in together. up together. It's like reading yeah. a phone book. Yeah, you can't. Boom. What's the purpose? And some of the names, they had three signs right next to each other. The same Yeah, I don't person. understand that, too. I've seen that before, too. It's like, <clears> you got to right. see this, folks. It's very, it's very pretty. <laughs> pretty? All different colors. Maybe I'll drop by there. I don't know who the signs were, but they were about... Yeah, that's the point. 50 like in a row. Know. You don't know who they are. They're all mungled and mangled together. Well, there may be something to it. I don't know. But um, I've never seen that many signs lined up. We bought these signs, and we're going to put them out. That's Mm -hmm. what that's about. We're going to put them out, and we're never going to take them down. There's a state law you have to take them down within a certain amount of time. There is? Yes. Okay. I think it's 30 days, maybe? 30 days. Okay. Well, they'll be up for 30 days. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut test, and test, Southern test, Rhode test, Island. Test, 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 test. Free talk show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Lots of open forum, lots of guests today. Lots of fun, we hope. And a 95252 at WICH on a beautiful day. Kind of November temperatures. You're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, Larry. What's up? How you been? All right, pretty good. You know, a lot of allergies and stuff, but hey, it's worse. Yeah, Thanks. you got your your voice is a little uh, hoarse. It's a little hoarse. It's a little pony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, a couple of things. I, I I watched that. I went to vote at six o'clock this morning, and that lunar uh, eclipse was, was real. That moon was really neat. Oh, good. You got up early, so you got to see it. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was right, right at its best too. Right around six to six thirty this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was uh, that was really uh, that was really cool. Um, what was I going to tell you there? A couple of things. Oh, uh, on the um, uh, uh, no respect to that. The, the the I always say the lady that calls you with a different. Uh, uh, she's like the only person that really calls uh, your show. Like she's uh, like votes like with the Democrats. But I wish I knew her first name so I didn't have to call say that lady. I don't mean any disrespect to her. Well, you could say the caller, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, caller. Yeah. yeah, I I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want her to think that I was. Uh, Mm-hmm. But I wish more people would call like her. I, I really do. I, I like different opinions like that. Me too. I like different opinions. I may not agree with them, but I like them. Yeah. yeah it's good to have a, 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 a people's different outlook on, on things and what mm-hmm. they think about things. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, uh, it, an important statistic, uh, or I guess you can call it whatever you want to call it, but it was on CNN yesterday, and I happened to catch this. Did you know... When you're considered far left and far right, do you know it's uh, dead even? 7% is considered far left and 7% is considered far right. Oh, okay. It's uh, amazing how we just give everything a title and uh, I yeah. mean, even far no, right and far left. That was on CNN. Yeah. I happened to catch that yesterday. So, and one other thing, and then I'll let you go, uh, that woman, uh, Hochul, that governor from New York. Yes. Uh, I don't know how she can come on TV and 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 say that uh, the guy that's running against her is hallucinating when it comes to crime in New York City. Yeah. And then Clinton comes on right after her and says, what do you think uh, the governor is doing here? Do you think she's carrying baseball bats down to the subway and hitting people with them? I mean, this is like an insult to the intelligence of the people uh, of hope, New York I hope City. People, I hope people realize that, Larry, because it is an insult to the average person. It's disgusting. It is. People are getting thrown in front of subway trains every day. Mm. I mean, just buy the New York Post paper if you, if you want to see, or, or even watch Fox News for a whole day and watch the videos of all the crimes that are taking place in New York City. So it's not, it's fact. It's not lies. It's it's facts, and for her to say things like this that there's no crime in New York City and that he's hallucinating is really that's kind of like a stupid comment to make. Well, statistically shows the percentage is way up in New York City with crime. They have the no cash bail, which Hochul didn't get rid of or try to get rid of. So. Um... Oh, and here's the other statement she made, which was very very. Uh, I couldn't believe it. She said that if you knew your facts, this is what she said to us, the American people, if you knew your facts, all the crime in this country is from Republican states. Yeah. <laughs> and there'll be some people that will believe it. There'll be some people that will believe it. Of course, that's not true by a long shot. <laughs> and with that, I'll let you go. All right, thank you. For the sake of New Yorkers in New York, which I love New York, not the way it is now, I... I hope there's a new governor, but we shall see. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Hello. Good morning, Stu. Good morning, sir. I'm calling to remind the veterans that the Connecticut delegation to Washington doesn't have one veteran on it. On it, We got a chance to get one on by voting Mike France. 
He'd be the only veteran, if he gets elected, he'd be the only veteran that the Connecticut delegation has. Nobody else is a veteran. Okay. Um, thanks for your call. I wanted to, one other thing. Mm-hmm. How come Rice did, uh, Casey Rice didn't take any phone calls Friday? That was a pre-recorded show, and he had to do some other things for the chain, all communications. So what he did is recorded uh, oldies music for that day. I announced it that that would be the case. Oh, he I will be okay. back and live in the uh, studio this Friday. Very good. Okay. Yep. You're welcome. Welcome to the program. You're on the Hi, air. Hi, Sue. Hi there. I'll tell you how I look at today. How do you look at it? Whoever gets elected, Democrat or Republican, we should be supportive and support them because the American people chose him. And he is our president. Okay. Uh, You know, I I look at it differently than you do. I mean, certainly... uh I don't want people to get to to the mode of uh, doing some harm to anybody with their go over the word, but I, I can't support somebody who I think in my heart is hurting the country. So, whether they win or lose. Well, you have to support him because he he's the one that people chose. No, I know, I know. And and and, and he's the one that that we have represents us. We have to live with it, no matter we, what. Yes, I understand. We do. I understand. That's right. So we should be supportive, and we shouldn't uh, badmouth them. That's the way I look at it. Well, okay. It's nice that you took a peek at it. Thank you. Yes. Okay. If you want to know where to vote today in our WICH listening area, just ask me. I've got the whole list in front of me. I guess most people know. But uh, if you don't and you say, gee, I want to vote, um, just ask me. I'll tell you where to vote. You're on the air. Welcome. Wow. I'm on the air. Hey, You're on the air. I voted. Who's winning? Uh, You are. Oh, okay. Everybody's been writing you in for Judge Probate. Let's I'm see. joking. It's, I'm joking, folks. I'm joking. It's 36 to 4 <laughs> in some races. All right, yes. <laughs> so um, I had a good experience voting. Uh, everything went fine. They're doing a great job at the polling places. The volunteers are amazing. Um, there was one ballot issue that I had to cogitate on. May I, may I talk about it briefly? Yes, sir. Okay, the um, the Norwich um Referendum on the schools. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I have heard uh, indicated the city would spend the three hundred eighty-five million. Okay, they'll bond that. I get that. That's cool. That's how you raise the money. Uh, then I thought that the state was just going to give the give the city a bunch of money to to help with the project. And maybe that's true, but I was a little confused because at the end of the ballot. Um, right up, you know, the ordinance right up, the referendum right up. It said, and the city will, where necessary, make loans. I'm pretty sure that was the wording. I'm quoting it as best I can. But it didn't say anything about the state kicking in money. Now, I can sort of understand, maybe you don't write that into an ordinance, because, you know, when, you, when this is a an ordinance that you're voting on. Um, but it just, it caused me to think, and I, I had to, since I didn't have the answer there on the ballot, because I trust Mayor Nystrom uh, very, very much, 
I said, well, I'm going to trust the mayor. I'm going to go ahead and vote for it. But that wording sort of confused me, and it may just be me. I'm not criticizing the way it was worded. Well, maybe somebody but, uh, can explain it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was. So I'm wondering, is the state not going to give the city money? Is it going to be loaning the city money? Or am I backwards in my thinking? Okay, maybe we'll ask so. you for a loan. Well, you go ahead and ask all you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Good question. Thanks for, uh, yeah, thanks for like voting. Say, other than that, it was, it was great. You know, just Good. that one question. I had to mull it over for a couple of minutes before I uh, voted. No. Mm-hmm. So maybe somebody can clarify that, or maybe not. No, you being a sightless person, they make it easy for you to there's vote. A, there's a special uh, device. It's mm-hmm. set up like a telephone. You put headphones on. And you push the buttons just like a telephone. It works very, very well. That's good. That's wonderful. So, yeah, it's working great. All right, Kevin. Happy uh, voting day. Happy election day. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stoke. Good morning, sir. I uh, have a comment on that uh, woman's call that called up. I, myself, as a rule of thumb, I do not respect anybody. Respect is is a trait that's earned. It's not just implied. Um, and just because uh, he's the president of the United States, he, he's not going to get my respect. He has to earn that, too, especially with that title. I, I don't live in a world that's all lollipops and candy bars where everybody's friendly. I, I don't know what type of you know country. Country's never been that way. Um, but uh, especially Joe Biden. I uh, I think he's one of the most despicable people I've uh, ever uh, come come across in my life uh, because of the way he lies right to the public. And um, I wish these people, a lot of these people, will have that opinion. I wish they would have had the same opinion as Donald Trump, but they didn't. And that's all I got to say. All right, thank you. Little Trump is going to make a big announcement on November 15th, and uh, I could care less, to be honest with you. I, I'm not a fan of him, and obviously we know what his announcement is going to be. And uh, we'll be right back, 895252. Nice hearing from you. Fox News commentary. Washed up comedian Kathy Griffin gets a taste of Elon Musk's Twitter. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Democrats predicted an end to high inflation, but nothing has changed. In fact, food and housing prices are still going higher. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings from inflation by diversifying into a physical gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, simply text the word SHELTER to 989898, and you'll get a free info kit on gold IRAs that will explain everything. Again, that's SHELTER to 989898. There's no obligation or purchase required. So I'm not a fan of banning or suspending folks on Twitter, but I'll make an exception in this case. The once sort of popular comedian Kathy Griffin has been indefinitely suspended on Twitter after impersonating its new owner, Elon Musk. Her account remained at Kathy Griffin, but her profile name took on the likeness of Elon. Not cool. Fake accounts have been a big problem on Twitter, only made worse when blue check users pull some funny business and use their status to impersonate others for the sole purpose of trolling and mocking. Elon went on to announce any user who engages in impersonation will be permanently suspended if they 
they don't specify their account to be a parody. And now there will be no warning before the ban is placed. This is a big relief to those of us who are routinely and falsely impersonated on social media platforms. And other than the bogus $8 per month subscription fee Musk plans to implement on verified users, I think he's done a great job of cleaning the birdhouse, so to speak. Let's see what's next. I'm Tommy Laren. I saw Kathy Griffin in person, and she was, in my opinion, she was horrible. And what can I say? She was going on pretending that she was Elon Musk to do some negative things uh, just to get him in trouble, but they recognized it was a phony, and uh, that's what we're dealing with out of Hollywood. You're on the air. Welcome. Uh, good morning. Good morning. A uh, couple of things about the election. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you about uh, supporting someone that gets uh, elected. Uh, that uh, if you don't have to support them, if uh, if their ideology is totally different than yours. But yeah, one thing mm-hmm. I I have I firmly believe is that uh, I don't think anybody should criticize what's happened if they didn't vote. Um, if, uh, if if you vote, you have a license. If you didn't vote, you've already expressed your, your opinion. You know, that's you a great care. that's a great point, and we've all known some people who go off the rails about this one or that one, but don't vote. And uh, I hate the excuse. Well, what good will it do? Well, it does do good, and yeah, hey, you're right. We we know elections have been won by one vote. Um, so, sure, especially yeah. local ones, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. It makes it. It makes a difference. Um, I'm a registered Republican, but I just voted, and uh, I used uh, I voted on both lines, Democrat, mm-hmm. Republican. Mm-hmm. Uh, I vote for the person, not the party. And, oh. and speaking of party, uh, I firmly believe that a lot of this disassociation uh, and antagonism that's going on can be eliminated if they eliminated the aisle. If everybody had the seat alphabetically rather than on the right or the left they might have to talk to each other oh my uh, goodness that would be something wouldn't it oh yeah i mean a revolution in politics once in a while you hear about uh, uh two people who really sit down and talk with each other but it's gotten as bitter as uh, i probably say that every election i this seems to be the most bitter but who knows yeah yeah well, thank and you. Uh, if I might throw in a memory, um, yeah, I miss art very much. Oh, I do. Uh, that. I do as well. I'm in the Lions Club, uh, mm-hmm. Norwich, and uh, when Art was president a few years ago, he came up with the idea of uh, using these eyeglass cases that are normally thrown out um, uh, for the Lions Eye program. And he says, "Well, why don't we use them and fill them up with stuff and give them to the people, needy people?" Well, it sort of got tabled, and unfortunately, Art passed away. And uh, so last year, I resurrected the idea, and we followed through on it. And uh, uh, we loaded up, uh, we got a bunch of eyeglass cases, loaded them up with, uh, oh, uh, toothbrush, toothpaste, soap. It's amazing how much those little cases can hold. Antibiotic, and uh, I threw in some candy. And then we uh, stuffed them into a pair of... uh, socks uh, with uh, hand warmers, and uh, mm. got together about a hundred of them, and uh, we labeled them uh, arts cases. That's great. And, uh, Wonderful thing and, to do in his memory. 
Yeah. Yeah, and and then we uh, uh, gave them to the Norwich police, who we figured had a more direct contact with the people that could actually use these things rather than uh, um, some other organization. So uh, uh, that's what was done last year in Art's memory. And uh, thanks for sharing that with me. I you know I miss uh, Art terribly, and uh, he would have loved it. Oh, I know, and it was his idea, and. Uh, mm-hmm. um, it's one of those things. I might as well be a politician. It was his idea, and I took credit for it. All right. Well, I'm glad you did. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good day. Well, he didn't take credit for it because he mentioned it was Art's idea. So you're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi, Sue. What's up? Well, I have two things. One is, you know how they use shootings to go after cops, and they do political, always turn it into something political, right? Well, I'm going to be guilty of that today. You know, we lost a very uh, light, loved and liked person in town who was running his own business. And he was only 42, a hard worker, leaves a wife and child, and everyone is broken up over it, okay? And I look at the USA reading about migrants bust to New York City, and, oh, the Venezuelan guy gets off the bus. Oh, it's cold up here. It's 40, and I only have shorts and sandals on. What the heck did they expect? You know what they expect? What Joe Biden promised them. I got my, um, uh, whatchamacallit, well, oh, Judicial Watch magazine yesterday. You know, Border Patrol is picking up adult migrants posing as minors so they can dodge deportation. But that's not the only thing going on. This gives you a couple statistics for people to realize why we need new people in Congress to shut off the money funneling to the wrong places. I'll tell you right here. Um, in the, okay, Department of Health and Human Services is charged with caring for illegal aliens, and the agency is spending millions of dollars annually to house, medically treat, entertain, that's new, and school those who come um, mainly from Central America. Now, over here. It said uh, in another it's a two-pager, American taxpayers are spending a fortune to accommodate them through Health and Human Services Office of... Well, it's a, it's a big issue. Uh, it's a big issue this election cycle. I don't know how much of an effect it'll have, but it's definitely but one of the big issues that people are concerned about. This, but that is why we need new congressmen, because Congress holds the purse strings. And what Rand Paul was saying, we have to get Congress in there so they can shut the money off, because you know how much we spent on them? According to government figures, this year's budget was a whopping $8.76 billion mm-hmm. to take care of illegals. Okay. So Does good luck. Uh, out see what's going on? Is anyone going to help this gentleman who was running his own business and his wife and his child? No. They were hard workers. They worked through COVID. I don't know. Maybe some people will help them. I don't know well, who you're I talking about, so. but... But anyone 
who votes for these senators or governor uh, congressmen that have been in there and allowing this to go on, they need to be thrown out. Okay, have a good election day. Thank you. Hi, you're in the air. Welcome. Hi, good morning, Stu. Morning. I managed to hang in there a couple more days. <laughs> well, that's nice. Um, I voted. I split my vote. Okay. And I voted on a referendum matter against it because it wasn't broken down. The cost, I have two semesters of cost accounting, cost accounting one and cost accounting two from Eastern Connecticut State University. The costs were not broken down into three different referendum questions. The three components were regarding reconstruction and um, two other phases or stages. Um, I believe there was, you know, so they didn't have an associated cost just for reconstruction, an associated cost just for new buildings or whatever. Okay, of course, um, uh, for people that don't know what you're, you're so talking about, the uh, school issue. Because it wasn't broken down. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks. WICH, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, Stu. Morning, Joe. Hiya. All right. Listen, man, I'm disappointed. I was going to get up and I wanted to watch that lunar eclipse and I missed it. But I got up early, had my coffee, got down to my voting stand there. I met an old guy that used to have apartments across the street here, and uh, his name's Mark. And uh, he was shot. I said, hey, man, he's like 70 years old now. He looks great. And. We were happy to see each other, so I got his new phone number. We're going to keep in touch. But, you know, I went through the ballots. I, they explained to me real quick how to do it. You can only vote one category in each, which is fine. There are two. I'm not going to say who I voted for, but, you know, I did vote. I listened to Larry, and I listened to your guests there. And, you know, even though I'm a renter now, but I was a homeowner in North for many years and bought a home and left it for my wife. She got it when I got divorced. But you know what? I still pay taxes. Part of my rent is tax. I'm for those schools because in the long haul, it's going to be better for the children and it's going to be better for the community. And and, and the heck with putting Band-Aids on these old schools and stuff. Still, that's my that's my uh, view. You okay, know? that's the... That's the uh, both sides have a story. You know, it's going to cost in the long run more to do them over. That's what they say. Or it, you can have brand new schools, and that's what people are voting for today, for or against. I th- yeah, I think so, Stu, because in the long haul, it's going to improve our school system, and it's certainly going to be better for the, you know, the young generation coming up, going to newer schools and stuff. You know, I walked by NFA this morning, coming back, and, well, I'm go, going up and back, but, you know, I'm looking at that new roof they've been putting on. I would have died to go to that school, Stu. The school I went in Philadelphia looks like an old... There's no comparison. I played football and all that. We we didn't even have barely any grass on our football field. It was bad. And and I look at that school, and I'm going to go watch the... If you can find out, I hope NFA's playing the Thanksgiving game this year at NFA. I I love that. They alternate every year with New Orleans. But, you know, is that turf in that school? And I've never, I've only been in this later one time, but I want to go in there and be advanced at all. I'm going to go in there. I want to, I want to climb up to that tower if they let me. 
and I just look at it. It's just, it's a beautiful school, Stu. And, uh, well, it is, and be careful climbing up the tower, yes. Yeah, man. I Don't do it. that. They, they retowered that whole top and everything. It's beautiful. And, and blowing the leaves and the green, the city and all. It's just a really nice school. And I, my, my stepdaughter went there, and, and, you know, I would have loved to go to school like that. And kids don't even realize how great they have it. And uh, outside of that... All right, Joey, have a beautiful day. I don't, I don't agree with it, but it is what it is, and they're going to have to do what they got to do. But anyhow, uh, if you can find out today sometime, can you throw it out to me if anybody's playing at home this year in the uh, next sure. day football game? Absolutely. It will be here very soon. Okay, thanks. See Love you. you. See you later. So... What do you say? You can vote today. Maybe you weren't going to, and now it's a beautiful day, and say, well, it's a good feeling when you vote. It truly is a nice feeling. This is what uh, our men and women have fought for all these years, so we have the freedom. I love these other countries when uh, usually the devils that are running some of the countries, oh, the votes were 100 to nothing. That's amazing how popular they are. You better vote for the person. You're on the air. Welcome. Hello? Hello there. Oh, it sounded like you were pretty far away. I'm close by now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I voted this morning at the Senior Center, Mm -hmm. and they have something new, which I really liked. You sit down now. They They have cheers. You know, the the little booths, you don't have to stand up, because that's an awkward position, the standing, you know, how you have to lean over and circle. So they're all they're all like a little desk you sit at, your own personal mm-hmm. desk. So oh, that's, that's great. Very, much more comfortable, especially, you know, if you're older. And I'm oh. in this brace thing, mm-hmm. so it was good for me to sit. How was the turnout when you were voting? Well, I thought it would be more crowded, because mm-hmm. we just walked right in, the hello, walked there was it was you know pretty fast oh, I was kind of surprised I thought it would be a lot more crowded and what time of day did you vote um 8:30 yeah it fluctuates different times I was thinking maybe like when they open that's when there's a big rush mm-hmm. and then probably it dies out a little bit and then late in the afternoon when people get out of work crowded again so you got your little uh, sticker huh yes I got my sticker and um I, I voted yes for the school thing because mm-hmm. because of what the mayor said that that was a good idea. So, oh, good. It, I thought, why not? <laughs> it's a good feeling to vote, isn't it? It's nice. But somebody asked me about how come the roundabout wasn't on there, and I said I don't think we get to vote on that. No, not not at this point. No. Yeah. Because uh, I guess they know what the results would be, for sure. Right. Yeah, they're afraid now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that I hope that we get a get a say in that. Well, possibly. You know, there's some talk in the wind that uh, there are some people working behind the scenes that hopefully will try to stop it. Yeah, that's really the worst thing that could ever happen. Norwich. Yep. All right. Thank you so much for letting us know. Appreciate it. And welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, Stu. Morning. Uh, I had just voted at the Grizzle High School. Mm -hmm. And. From what I can see, uh, it, uh, it, is, it was very busy. People are coming and going. Good. Uh, it's a, it's a cool, very good turnout and from, at this point. 
Um, I have I have two things that I, uh, I'd like to ask uh, sure. maybe your listening listening audience if they could shed uh, maybe they can read it and better understand um, the following. <clears throat> In the event that the President of the United States should uh, become incapacitated or, for whatever reason, is no longer able to serve Mm -hmm. while he's in office or she's in office, it's my understanding that the Vice President becomes the President. Mm -hmm. And in the event that... uh, And then I also... And here's where I need some clarification. I'm under the impression that the Secretary of State um, I'm sorry. The uh, uh, the Speaker of the House mm-hmm. becomes then becomes the Vice President. Well, I know if something happened to Kamala, because something happened to Joe, that Nancy Pelosi would be the President. But as far as Vice President, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't. That's mm-hmm. what I'm wondering because if if the if in, in this case in this election. Uh, the House of Representatives uh, have a Republican majority, and the Speaker of the House is a Republican. Then uh, it would it would seem like it potentially would be possible that a Republican could be a Vice President uh, while the President is a Democrat. But I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't really read through the the fine print there a marvelous, and decipher. It's a marvelous question that I never thought about, uh, actually. So um, maybe somebody uh, who's really astute on the subject that would be yeah. interesting having a uh, Democratic president and a uh, Republican vice president. <laughs> well, it's, uh, that's how I, you know, in, in a very layman's uh, mm-hmm. uh, point of view, that's how I kind of interpret it. But I kind of. Anyway, maybe, maybe we, there's a, a lawyer out there. A maybe we need something like that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, sir. Okay, buddy. Enjoy the Bye. day. Stu Bryan with you. Let's check the weather. We'll get back to some more calls. 889-5252 is the number. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Sunny, breezy 56 today. A clear, cold night tonight down to 32. Sunny tomorrow, 57. And then mostly sunny on Thursday, back to the warmer conditions. Not as warm as it has been, but still pretty warm at 67. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. 51 degrees at the moment. Back with more of your calls in 60 seconds. This is a public notice from the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We are pleased and thankful for our continued growth due to customers who demand a real tree service company that continues to invest in state-of-the-art equipment, which includes our famous Nifty Lift with its lawn-friendly tires. Not only the Nifty Lift, but also our newest lift, the Dinosaur. Watch it soar up to 92 feet to handle hard-to-reach heights. Tasmanian Tree Devil will take away the question, are they insured? We will show proof of insurance while meeting with you. Why hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil? The owner, Edwin Adams, is a member of the Connecticut Tree Protective Association and is also an accredited Better Business Bureau member with an A-plus rating. Hire the company that takes care of both its employees and customers. Hire the Tasmanian Tree Devil. We show up when we say we will, and we do what we say we are going to do. What more can you ask for? Call 860-917-1953. Tuesday, Election Day 2022. You're on the air. Welcome. 
Hello. Hello there. Hi there. Yes. Bill. Yes, sir. Oh, I, I I listen to you all the time, but but I only uh, now and then have a t minute to call in. So regarding the schools, um, I attended the meeting. They got switched last minute from the courthouse uh, town hall to uh, Kelly Junior High. Mm -hmm. uh, it was yep. about 80 people there. Yeah. Uh, one of the big subjects was the schools. And I think uh, out of the 80 people, maybe uh, 70 were contractors from out of town voting, uh, not voting, but uh, speaking in favor of knocking the schools down and replacing them. Uh, very, uh, we had a, a board uh, city council sitting on the stage that seemed uh, very misled. Um, there was only two people that, that were taxpayers that uh, had a, a uh, an interest in uh, how the money was spent. The rest of the people were there uh, for a concern of how they were going to earn money. The schools, uh, they they said they were hazardous. Um, uh, hazardous, they should take care of that immediately. If there's a danger for the children, no meeting necessary. Take care of it automatically. That's considered a case of a, uh, maybe an emergency. Mm -hmm. Get it done. But spending all this money on buildings that were meant to last, they want to say they can't fix it. Uh, the people that spoke in favor were Board of Education, contractors, uh, public utilities. Uh, it was very, uh, very partial. And I, I felt bad that our city council was so misled by people who had special interests. It's timing is everything. And the time for spending more money now, when they say in the long run it's gonna cost you less, the long run, in fact, <laughs> It costs you more. It costs you, you know, in state taxes. Nothing's for free. Nothing's really for free. And this mentality of like, oh, we get a big discount if we do it now. You get a discount now, but later you pay. Uh, and it really is not for free. And and if they had good management in there, uh, maintaining these buildings and looking into the future, maintaining them and good management, watching the contractors to go in to repair this stuff right now. Uh, the ones that are in the worst condition, tend with them. Maybe there are one, maybe there's one or two that really needs uh, major renovations. The rest certainly can be saved and get in there and do the things that need to be done right away for the children. Don't wait for meetings. But let's stop the spending. It's crazy. They're squeezing us so bad. We're going to draw more people to knowledge because of all six new schools or whatever the number is. We're going to draw less people. They're leaving knowledge. They can't afford the taxes. This is what's for me, city. What's for me, free. we got to stop that mentality of what's for me for not working. That can't happen here. Sorry. I'm <laughs> no, no. That's, I'm, it's, I'm glad you, uh, excuse me, glad you gave us your observations on it, and uh, I hope you get a... Another time to call us again. Okay, Stu. Thanks for listening. Yep, you're very welcome. This is an opinion program. All opinions are welcome. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. No talk. Okay. Sorry, we could have had such a nice conversation. We could have had some tea, some crumpets. Let me take a short break. 889-5252 and you would be next. Are you making multiple trips to the pharmacy each month, taking up your precious time? It's time for you to simplify. I'm Sandra Grillo from Utley & Jones Pharmacy. 
here to tell you about our exciting refill coordination program called Simplify My Meds. With Simplify My Meds, you won't worry about running short of pills or running out of refills. Our pharmacists and staff will check with you every month, review your medications, vitamins, supplements, and call your doctors to get refills for you. With Simplify My Meds, you can get all of your prescriptions filled at the same time every month. You can have the convenience of a single monthly trip to the pharmacy or delivery to your home or office. Isn't it time for you to simplify your life? Isn't it time for you to come into Utley & Jones Pharmacy? That's Utley & Jones Pharmacy, 112 Lafayette Street, Norwich, and online at www.utleyandjones.com. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound, loose puck, score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot, score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for Yukon hockey. Catch many of the Yukon Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. It's 7 minutes to 11. Stu Breyer with you, WICH. Welcome to the program. Yes, good morning, Sue. Good morning. Um, Hello. I haven't, got out, I haven't got out to vote, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to know if anybody heard about the lottery thing broke down. Yes, the lottery thing broke down, and uh, so this was the first one that I haven't lost yet. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, they're going to fix it today and then get the numbers, and you'll hear them tomorrow. Wow. Or, or well, sooner. that's kind of strange. But, you know, computers depend on human beings to to yeah. uh, get them to work. So, yeah, they're but just anyway, computers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love... I, I, how can I word it? But I know Marvin and Art are with us, you know, and you know I've been listening a long, long time, and there's so many people that have gone before us that I think about, and I, I really miss them. And even Rosie that took, tried to help the veterans, all these wonderful oh, people. Oh, lovely Rose Curran, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. So, so many years, you know, I think about them. I, I This hasn't got much to do with politics, but are they going to put the Rose up there on the green this year? It wasn't there last Christmas. I was not aware of that, that the Rose wasn't there. No, it wasn't there. Well, let's get and the I rose always back. love to go walk up there when it's lit up. Mm-hmm. So we are the Rose of New England, and let's all get out and vote today, and good luck to us all. And Walter Way, if you're out there listening, I hope you're doing good. We all miss you. I'll talk to you later. I hope you're doing well, too. Thank you so much. Enjoy the Bye-bye. day. Hello. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Stu. Morning, Sarah. Yesterday's day paper had a warning story in it titled, Energy Bills to Go Up Sharply by Erica Mosher and Kimberly Dralick. As Mm -hmm. I recall, when Ned Lamont took office, Hartford legislators were begging for more help for the poor, like within cities and so on. You have residents on fixed incomes. Eversource wants to blame the war in Ukraine. That's located in Europe. We in the United States have plenty of resources. My belief is officials are attempting to use Ukraine as an excuse to squeeze residents in Connecticut and the other New England states. I've read in the day paper, 
about all the pay raises and bonuses Governor Lamont has handed over to the state union cartels without negotiation, charging us residents. Eversource is supposed to be a power company delivering normal service to their customers. For the third quarter of 2022, the company reported profits of $349.4 million compared to $283.2 million in the same period last year. They talk about payment plans, how to avoid service disconnection. No. Our people deserve better, and I'm asking everybody to vote for Bob Stefanowski, and maybe our electricity bills won't go up on January 1st, 2023, in the coldest part of winter. Take care, and I hope you feel better still. Thank Bye-bye. you very much. Appreciate it. A lot of people are sniffling around and uh, all these things going on this uh, month. We'll talk about it with Sue Dubs a little bit from the Uncas Health District after 11 o'clock. As you know, I hope you do, that the uh, Veterans uh, Day ceremonies are this Friday. Norwich Area Veterans Council requests your support in helping to promote the Veterans Day program. The Norwich Area Veterans Council holding its annual Veterans Day program this Friday, November 11th, at 11 a.m. to 11, 11 a.m. on the 11th at the Richard E. Horrigan VFW Post 594, 30 Connecticut Avenue in Norwich. So hope you join the folks commemorating all of those who have honorably served in the United States military. For more information or questions, call 860-237-7323. WICH, welcome. Quickly, if the president is incapacitated and can't uh, do his his uh, duties, the vice president takes over. In this case, it's Kamala Harris. Yes, I guess the question was, uh, what if something happens to Kamala Harris? Then who would uh, take over? And well, who would be the vice president? I. I, I I think uh, I think if something happened to her, um, who is it? Uh, well, even if it didn't, pardon? Who would be the vice president? Because she would be taking over for the president. Yeah. She's the vice president. The gentleman wanted to know who who would be I the think, vice president. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi would be, huh? Okay. Okay. We could go down the list, and I guess um, yeah. there is a list. God I forbid think Nancy that happens. Pelosi. Mm-hmm. If if Kamala uh, Harris couldn't do it, okay, still. All right, thank you. There must be a whole sequence of things. I certainly hope it never comes to that. Let's see if we can get this call in. Welcome to the program. Hi, hey, Sue. Yes. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. What's up? Oh, uh, you got a pencil in front of you and a piece of paper? Don, I usually do. The lottery numbers are posted online. Oh, already, huh? Yep. Ten. Wait a minute. Let me uh, write this down. See how much I lost by. Uh, ten. Ten thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Forty-one. Yep. Forty-seven and fifty-six. And the Powerball was ten, and the Power Play was two. They're posted online right now. Hey, thanks for that, sir. But what? Excuse me. There's what if no you, payouts posted yet. It's still pending. What if you get the power, uh, the, the, like the 10, 
Or what's the other thing? I'm confused with the other thing. I don't understand. This is the extra dollar for the power play. In other words, it multiplies the jackpot by two. It would multiply the jackpot of almost $2 billion? Yes. Where are they going to come up with that money? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but the power play was two. Yeah. And they haven't posted the payouts yet uh, because it's still pending. They're still checking all the 48 states. <clears throat> Okay, let's thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. All right. Uh, did I have any of the numbers? Um, no, I, I missed them by six numbers. Let's get to uh, Personality Radio, WICHAM 1310 in Norwich, 94.5 FM, W233DB in Norwich. Got the news, and then we're going to talk with uh, Sue Dubs from the backup. We need to do that. That's most important. It's 11 o'clock. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. Control of Congress hangs in the balance as Americans head to the polls today, an election that Republican National Committee Chair Ronna McDaniel uses a referendum on failed Democrat policies. When you look at the drug crisis, our kids have been left behind by these lockdowns. On every single issue, the Democrats have failed, and the American people right now are about to deliver them their report card. And the communities that have been hurt the most in a lot of cases have been minority communities. Daniel talking with the Salem Radio Network's Hugh Hewitt. The campaign of Pennsylvania U.S. Senate candidate Democrat John Fetterman is going to court looking to have mail-in ballots counted even if they are undated or misdated. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court recently ordered those ballots to be set aside and excluded from the count. Speculation over whether former President Trump will make another run for the White House could have the answer soon. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Mr. Trump addressing a campaign rally in Dayton, Ohio yesterday. Forecasters keeping a very close eye on the subtropical storm named Nicole. Expected to become a hurricane over the Bahamas before slamming Florida's east coast tomorrow night. Presenting all the classic hurricane uh, hazards. Uh, but uh, because this storm has a larger size, the impact will cover a large area. People should not focus on the exact forecast track. Jack Bevan, a senior hurricane specialist at the National Hurricane Center. Tropical storm warnings and watches are up for parts of Florida, along with a hurricane watch for a stretch of the Atlantic coast. And watching Wall Street this morning, so far stocks have well into positive territory. The Dow's up 361 points, gain of more than 1%. The Nasdaq, 78 points higher. More on these stories, townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a 
sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Okay, let's take a few minutes to talk with Sue Dub from the Uncas Health District. Thanks for the time, Sue. Good morning. Good morning, Stu. Well, here we are. Election yes, day. Here we are. Election day, <laughs> and uh, there's a few bugs floating around, and maybe you can give us a little uh, update on that. Now, I'm hearing about a lot of people going, ending in the hospital. Is it because of the flu, uh, COVID, or there's something else going around that young people are getting affected with more? So I think what you're hearing about is this, there's certainly been a lot of hospitalizations for our little population. Mm. Um, they are uh, seeing a lot of uh, RSV, which is respiratory syncytial virus, and it primarily affects younger children, um, although it, some adults can get it. Um, we worry about the little ones because if they're you know under the age of two, which is the group that's primarily impacted, their little lungs are not quite fully developed, and so they're a little bit more prone to serious um, outcomes like pneumonia, bronchiolitis, um, which can cause um, ongoing issues for the child um, as they get older. But um, we are certainly starting to see a little bit of flu creeping in, not unexpected. Um, we usually see a few cases trickling in by mid-October. Um, I think we will continue to see a little bit of that, especially once everybody gets together for Thanksgiving and has those big family gatherings. And we're a lot more relaxed, I think, about our measures that we would normally take to prevent spread of illness. Mm -hmm. Like hand washing is the number one thing that helps to prevent the spread of infection. Um, covering your cough, staying home when you're sick, and getting your flu shot are all good things to remember, um, at least for the flu, but the hand washing and covering your cough and staying home when you're sick apply to all of the above except allergies. Um, this time of year, it's not uncommon for people to have some uh, seasonal allergies going on. And um, the thing is, the allergies are usually fairly well controlled with over-the-counter medications, um, humidity in the room, uh, lots of ventilation in the room, um, and most of those folks, you know, they get sneezing, itchy red eyes, runny nose, maybe a little bit of a headache, um, but for the most part, once they take their allergy medicine, it, it pretty much takes care of it. Uh, the cold and flu, you know, every year we go through this. Colds are around every year just like flu is. They're less serious. They usually have a more gradual onset. They're usually self-limiting to a week or so. Um, flu, you hear so many people say, I feel like I got hit by a bus. 
or I got hit by a truck. Mm -hmm. Um, It's that fast an onset. And I can personally attest to the fact that I felt fine, and 45 minutes later, I questioned whether I could make the seven-minute drive home uh, when I had flew back in uh, 2010. But, um, you know, again, these things can be spread, but if you're washing your hands well and often and you're covering your coughs and sneezes, either cough or sneeze into your elbow. If you do cough into a tissue, um, then throw that tissue away and and sanitize or wash your hands, whichever's closest. Um, But with cold and flu, honestly, stay home, rest, because if you come into work and you're sick, you're it's, it's lovely that people want to share, but not everybody wants you to share your cold or flu with them. Um, Sue, is uh, that, that um, thing that the uh, young people are getting uh, more so than, than older, is that contagious? It is. Um, and typically, um, they can be contagious for a day or two before they actually have symptoms. Uh, Symptom onset is usually about four to six days after they're exposed. And they can be contagious for about three to eight days on average, but sometimes it can be a little bit longer. Um, And again, it's another one that's spread through droplets. So if they're coughing or sneezing, um, if they're touching things like the remote control or doorknobs, cabinet... um, uh, pull tabs, those kinds of things, um, those high-touch surfaces should be wiped down frequently with, um, you know, some kind of disinfecting wipe or spray um, because it is contagious not only through the droplets that are coughed or sneezed out, but also if those droplets um, land on surfaces or the kids have their hands around their mouth when they're, you know... I always see the little kids, and they literally coat their entire hand just trying to scratch their itchy nose. Oh, of course, of course, kids. you got to tell them. It seems like half the people I know have a cough, though. Exactly. What, there, what there's definitely that? something going around out there. It's, it's likely a, a common cold, um, the rhinovirus, as it's referred to sometimes. Um, but there's also other forms of coronavirus that are not novel coronavirus like we know COVID-19 but there are other coronaviruses that circulate each year and typically present as um, a cold and like I said they've been circulating for decades you usually get cold-like symptoms with it and it runs its course and then you're fine Um, in the case of cold and flu it's about managing your symptoms So staying well hydrated, if you have a fever, take some Tylenol or ibuprofen, Um, get plenty of rest because, you know, people underestimate the value of rest in getting better quicker. Um, If you come to work and you're feeling awful, not only are you spreading it to your coworkers, but you're actually prolonging your own illness. If you just stay home for a day or two and truly rest, um, drink your chicken soup and take your Tylenol and um, just sleep because your body is telling you you need rest. If you do that, I guarantee you you're going to have a shorter course of illness and you're going to feel a lot better 
and your coworkers will be happy because you didn't get them sick. Sue, is a question I, I don't think I've ever asked you, but for those who are suffering some of the symptoms of the cough and, you know, going through it like myself, um, hmm. are there products that you would recommend that you, non-prescription, that you think work better than others? There are certainly a lot of over-the-counter preparations that are out there. What I would say is try and find something that is specific to the symptoms you are having. There's a lot of preparations out there that have coverage for a, a very wide berth of symptoms, but if you're just having a cough, then find something that is specific for cough, a cough suppressant. If you're having trouble with um, feeling like you've got a lot of congestion in your chest, then A, bump up your fluid intake, but B, you want something that's called an expectorant, and that extra fluids with the expectorant helps make that stuff easier to cough up and get it off your chest and out of your chest so that it's not sitting there setting up for, um, you know, a pneumonia or something mm -hmm. like that. Ex but uh, there are different formulations out there. Always ask your pharmacist. They're, they're a great resource, and I don't think people ask them often enough. They just sort of look at the aisle of cold and allergy preparations and they try and figure it out on their own when they have an expert probably 10 feet away from them that could help guide them in their selection. And the other good thing about it is that some of these um, multi-symptom preparations might have medications that would interfere with some medications that you're on for other illnesses. And that's another role that the pharmacist plays. They can sort of advise you about whether or not this would be a good choice given these other medications that you're taking. We don't hear that word too much, expectorant. Uh, expectorant. Can you define it a little better? Or sure. So expectorant, um, when, when somebody says they're coughing up stuff, mm -hmm. um, they're expectorating. Um, that's the medical term for it. And expectorants are medications that are specifically designed to help facilitate that process, make it easier for you to cough it up. It helps to thin out the secretions and the additional fluid also kind of, they work together to make it easier because a lot of times secretions in your lungs, um, not to be gross, but they can be kind of thick and hard to move. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you take the expectorant medication um, with a lot of extra fluids, and that could be soup, it could be freezy pops, it could be apple juice, hot tea. Um, generally speaking, the more fluids you take in, the better that expectorant is going to work. Um, there's a generic uh, form of Robitussin out there that is uh, a good one. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be name brand. Talk to your pharmacist. You know, if you're on a limited budget, and we all know that the prices of everything is going up, so generic may be the way to go. Um, but yeah, the, the, the process of expectoration is basically when you cough up something out of your lungs because you have chest congestion. Okay, Robitussin is, could be as simple as that to help you, huh? It could, mm -hmm. and like I said, they, different companies make different formulations. It could be cough and cold, it could be uh, cough and congestion, I mean, and like I said, some of the other ones cover uh, cough, sneeze, watery eyes, um, congestion. Oh boy, jackpot. 
Exactly. But again, do you really want to put all that extra stuff in your system if you're not really having all of those symptoms? So, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. Sure. So, um, flu shots are readily available. I, I guess there's are. no shortage there, right? Correct. And my understanding is most of the commercial pharmacies have a pretty good supply of the high-dose formulation, which many of our seniors are looking for, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like that might be one of the only places that you can find it, and luckily they accept a lot of the insurances and uh, Medicare, Medicaid, um, but we still do vaccinations here at our office on Thursdays. People can call and get an appointment. Um, we do homebound flu shots. So if you know somebody that has trouble getting out or they're um, old and and worried about going out into crowded doctor's offices and things like that, we can come to you. And um, you just call us and we set up an appointment to come out. Again, it's usually on Thursdays, but if we have a clinic on a different day, um, sometimes we'll go out that same day. So, um, and the nice thing is you can get your flu and your COVID booster together. If you don't get them together, there's no um, recommended interval between the two doses. Um, You can get your COVID one day and get your flu the next, um, or you can get them a week apart, you can get them a month apart. At this point in the season, the sooner you get both of them, um, the better off you're gonna be. It's gonna be a busy travel season, holiday season and um you don't want to be sick for the holidays i know i don't so so, um um, just i i always say it's the mantra wash your hands cover your cough stay home when you're sick and get your flu shot and your covid booster my covid shots have been uh, pfizer and i just went to just got my flu shot at cvs and i asked them about uh and they have moderna Mm-hmm. And I said, well, should I just try to find Pfizer, or does that matter? So um, there is, because Pfizer and Moderna are both the mRNA formulation, um, the FDA has approved for uh, them to be used interchangeably. Once you've completed your primary series, so if you had your primary series of Moderna and you decide, well, I think I'm going to take a a chance at Moderna, um, that's okay. And if you had Moderna for your primary and then you did a Pfizer booster and you want to go back to Moderna, you can do that as well. Um, once the primary series is completed of the mRNA vaccines, then you can mix and match, if you will, um, the, the different formulations between Pfizer and Moderna. I know they don't like to give flu shots when you're sick, but can you, or if you have a cold, can you still get a COVID shot? Is that... It's never a good idea to get a vaccine if you're not feeling well. If you, if you have an active infection going on, whether it's viral or bacterial, you really don't want to throw a vaccine into the mix because it could um, affect how well the vaccine lasts in your system. Um, but more importantly, we don't want you to get even more sick if you're having adverse effects from the vaccine because your immune system's already compromised with the current infection that you have. We just prefer that you're either on the very tail end of things 
or um, not sick at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if you're if you're not feeling well, especially if you have a fever, um, that's not the time to go get a vaccine. I think someone has a question for you. Hi, WICH. Do I have a question for Ms. Dobbs? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, originally when COVID was getting hot and heavy, I had a, a Greenville drug. I had the original. I had Johnson, and then I went back for my booster Johnson. I never, ever hear about Johnson anymore, and I talked to the pharmacist, and uh, they don't talk about it. I did get a little mild case just recently, a couple months ago with COVID, but my primary care said, wait till December, get your booster. Does it matter now? Because you never hear about Johnson. Whether I get Moderna or I get Pfizer, that's my question. Right, thank you. Yeah, we never. And that's an excellent question. Yeah, where's Johnson? So, um, there were a lot of people out there that did get the Johnson and Johnson because it was a one and done um, formulation when it first came out, and then a lot of people went back and got a Johnson and Johnson booster. Um, there is not a lot of Johnson and Johnson out there. There hasn't been a big demand for it. But um, the FDA has also approved the use of an mRNA uh, formulation for a booster for those that had the Johnson & Johnson if they want to get a booster. And at this point, um, we've kind of run through what we call the ancestral um, version of COVID, in other words, the first strains that, that came out. We're now moving into the Omicron strains, and the new bivalent formulation booster um, has 50% of the ancestral formula, so the very first versions of SARS or uh, COVID that was out there, and it also has 50% of the new Omicron strains in it. So it will provide you with better coverage. Um, if you only had an infection um, a couple months ago, typically the recommendation is you want to wait about two to three months after that infection resolves before you get your booster. And the reasoning behind that is that if you already have the antibodies in your system from the natural infection, you may have a more intense reaction to the vaccine booster itself. So that you know, 60 to 90 day window gives you a little bit of a buffer so that when you are ready to go finally get your booster, um, you're less likely to have um, adverse effects from it. My or goodness. Less intense. This is so much fun. My goodness. <laughs> you got yeah. to keep your sense of humor, right? It's amazing. You do. It is. Um, uh, totally. I laugh every day. Good. Uh, you know, there's so much to know and. I've noticed that people now feel embarrassed if they put a mask on. Isn't that funny? They go, "Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a mask on," and then you see maybe two or three people in a supermarket, and that's about it. But can't hurt to put the mask on, huh? No, I mean, you know, like I said, I think that's why we saw such low flu numbers um, in the last couple of seasons because many of the things that we had in place to protect people from COVID did an awesome job of protecting them from colds and flu as well. Um, And I I do know that our, you know, our daycares are getting inundated because they were closed for a while, schools were closed for a while, and, you know, the little kids, especially coming into daycares where they've really not been exposed to anybody because they were home with their parents, um, were getting a lot of calls, sick calls from, from daycares saying, oh, my gosh, something is going through here, and I, I don't know what's going on. And, um, 
you know, RSV is definitely one of the things we're hearing out there, but there's also cold and flu out there as well. So you kind of have to use your best judgment. And I think what I want to caution parents about is that, you know, if your child is showing cold or flu symptoms, um, and you do a COVID test on them, just because the COVID test is negative doesn't mean they don't have RSV or they don't have the flu. Um, if they are really not acting themselves, if they're sleeping more, if they're more irritable than usual, um, you know, talk to your primary care because there may be something else going on. And um, like I said, with RSV, many of these kids didn't have a fever. They just had cold-like symptoms, but the cough was kind of the hallmark of this. For the kids, that seemed to be the, the one symptom that just persisted in these little ones. Well, Sue, I'm going to leave you with one thing that's a little controversial, and that is uh, many people regret that um, young children who were told to stay away from school during COVID, that because they have uh, such mild symptoms with COVID or maybe don't catch it at all, should have been in school. And my question is, well, even if they had a mild symptom, they could still carry it to an adult. Uh, What do you say about that? Well, again, it's, you know, it's, (laughs) I, I like the term being socially responsible. Um, I don't think anybody intends to go out and get other people sick. I think the fact that there was so much pressure for people to stay home, um, don't go out to places, wear your mask, you know, we're a free society and we take a lot of things for granted and sometimes that freedom gets us in trouble. And again, I don't think there's anything malicious about it. I don't think there's any um, intent. I just think people think about themselves and I feel good and I feel okay, so I'm gonna go out and do what I want to do. But they don't think about, well, what if we go to grandma's for Thanksgiving and you know, Johnny is sick with cold symptoms. would you have given that mm-hmm. a second thought you know, or, maybe or, three years ago? Or the little Johnny could have no symptoms at all. Exactly, and there. still be contagious. So the vaccines are definitely helping with our older populations. We've had really good vaccine uptake with um, the 50 to 65 and up uh, age groups. They've gotten the full series, and many have been double boosted, um, and some of them have had a total of five doses at this point. So um, I, I think there's that level of protection out there. But again, the vaccine is only one thing. If you've got somebody that has a, a lot of other underlying illnesses, as we do when we get older, um, it's not unusual to have at least two um, chronic illnesses, whether it's diabetes, heart disease, lung disease, um, those folks are still at a higher risk uh, for catching it and having a, a you know, a not-so-happy ending. So well, I, I just tell people, just try and do the right thing. Think about not just your own circumstances, but 
what your choices are doing to affect others. And um, the hand washing is number one, and just trying to keep your distance if you're not feeling well. So always a pleasure, and uh, hopefully uh, the season will not be too rugged. Well, uh, you know, with this good information, people getting their uh, flu shots and their COVID shots and see if we can get through this season. Yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> if we can come out on the other end of, uh, of uh, this season and uh, relatively unscathed, uh, Sue Dub will be a very happy public health nurse. One, one last question about the flu vaccine. I know that it, the flu changes every year, different mm-hmm. types, and it's... Um, the scientists out there try to come up with the, the right concoction that prevents it. Uh, does it look so far like we got the right one for this year? So far, things are looking good. Um, as always, there's two A strains, two B strains. Um, very few formulations out there now with less than that. We, we refer to it as a quadrivalent vaccine because it protects you against four different strains. So even if there's one strain in there that's not a great match, there's still three other strains in there. And uh, you know me, Stu, I always say some protection is better than no protection. Right. You so have a- if, it, if it prevents serious illness and hospitalization, then the vaccine did its job. Well, take care of yourself. It's always great to talk with you and have a good season. If there's anything, uh, updates we need, just give us a call and we'll get you right on. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Stu. Stay healthy. You too, Sue. Thank you. Stu Breyer with the WICH. We'll uh, continue with an open forum right after the break. It's that time of year again. The holidays are upon us with Thanksgiving right around the corner. Valby's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram would like to give back to the community. All month long, we'll be hosting a food drive to help those in need. Feel free to drop off canned goods and non-perishable items to our showroom at 395 West Thames Street in Norwich. In addition, for every new vehicle sold in the month of November, Valby's Motors will donate a turkey to the food drive supporting veterans at New London Homeless Hospitality Center. Planning a road trip to a family gathering this holiday season? Season, we've got you covered with our Black Friday sales event. Drive with confidence in any of our 4x4 vehicles within our Jeep lineup or Ram pickups. We have a great selection of models on the ground ready for immediate delivery. Or visit us online at valvies.com where you can begin a custom pre-order meeting your needs. Thanks for your support and happy holidays to all. We look forward to seeing you soon. Valvies, you're gonna love it. The Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Foundation.org. This is Mayor Pete Nystrom, along with School Building Committee Chairman Mark Betancourt, speaking with you concerning the school bonding referendum that's on the ballot November 8th. State reimbursement will reduce Norwich's cost by two-thirds, and we may be able to save more than that. Failing to pass this referendum will force the city to pay for repairs to existing schools with no state reimbursement and actually cost the city more than building new schools will. I, for one, do not want to pour good money after bad trying to support an inefficient and old system that costs too much to operate and doesn't properly support our students. With state reimbursement, it will actually cost less to build new. It will allow us to save operational costs, provide the best opportunity for our students, and make Norwich a more attractive community in which to live. Building new schools just makes sense. This is Mark Betancourt. I ask that you please support the school building referendum on November 8th. This ad was paid for by attorney Samuel Browning and or Mark Betancourt. 
WICH with Stu. We've got a good weather day, a little brisk, a little cooler today. 51 at the moment and sunshine. A little bit warmer tomorrow. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. I just listened to that woman and I'm very disappointed in the way she presented certain um, subjects or topics. What um, were you disappointed with? medical procedure that I've undergone has, has weakened my immunity. And it's been numerous things in the last 10 years. Um, and I was never, I was never um, vulnerable to anything like the flu or the COVID uh, thing. Um, and so I have a couple of comments on issues that she brought up. Okay, what did you get? And then I got to get to some more calls. She talked about expectorant, mm-hmm. over the counter. Uh, things like Robitussin and stuff like that are ineffective. Um, I have a vaporizer I've never opened in case I ever need it. But also in New York, I had a little bit of incense and a little bit of patchouli oil. Sometimes you just have to hold on to your natural immunity as long as you can. Um, and but you're not that's a you're not a doctor. What I wanted to comment on. Go ahead. Um, homebound flu shots are probably a very, very, very bad idea. Why would that be? Um, because they can, they probably... It, I'm My immunity system is gone from everything that's been done to me medically in the last, I want to say, eight years. So why would a home it's vaccination shot. be bad? It's shot. Um, well... Um, the adverse reaction that I had uh, to the injection at the medical clinic locally last month um, destroyed my brain fluids, mm-hmm. and it did to many, many people, and they've been doing this for many years. Well, you sound very That's articulate reported. to me. You sound fine to me. So, Well, you don't, you, you're not looking at me right now. Okay, i got to um, run. i got to go, but thanks for right. the call. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi. Nobody there? Hey, Stu. Yeah, go ahead. How's that today, huh? Oh, the bellman is here, yes. Yes. Hey, I've got some disappointing news for everybody. You do? I do. The Powerball numbers were just listed, and there was no winner. Oh, no. So we're going to have to try it again, I guess. Two billion dollars now, huh? I know. Yeah. What do we? What would you do with money like that, huh? I don't know. It'd probably be too much of a headache. Probably. But I, I would uh, love to help. Well, I went some out people. and voted this morning, and uh, I hope I voted for the right party. I hope so. I hope we determined who would be the best and go with that. Because right now our poor country is in the toilet. Going around and around and around, and eventually, if things don't straighten out, we know where, where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I'm really concerned about our beautiful country very much. Right. And one other thing. Yes, sir. If the president and the vice president are unable to perform their duties, then the Speaker of the House becomes president. Mm-hmm. And that person would pick a vice president. 
Yeah, that makes sense. They would pick their own vice president. As as yeah. would the vice president. If Kamala was to become president, she would pick <clears throat> a vice president. The speaker doesn't become vice president. She would pick the president, and then it would have to be confirmed. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense. I think I heard that years ago, but right, right. I, I was wondering why um, they just wouldn't put uh, so, next so in line as vice president. Automatically become vice president if if Kamala was to become president. Because the president picks who they would like for vice president, and then they would they would have to confirm confirm it. it yeah. Okay, buddy. I'm going to go back to sitting on the on the in the chair, and I'm going to listen to these chimes chime all day. Okay, I'm sorry you didn't win the uh, lottery this time, but next time. What would I do with money like that? I don't know. I'd probably want to hide under a rock. <laughs> you know, but it'd be fun to help people that are really in desperate need. And uh, uh, that, that that's exactly what I would probably do too. Yeah. You know. Well, but, just think uh, of all the new friends you'd have. I know a lot of them. All right, buddy. You have a good day. Did you vote yet? Oh no. When I when I get off of work. After work. Okay. Thanks. Well, make sure you pull that right. Uh, uh, fill in the right circles. All right. Thanks for chiming in. All right. Take See care. Ya. Hello. Welcome to the program. Who is that imposter? I am livid. You got comment? I thought I was the bellman. Well, no. I, I, you're the. You're the uh, he's the vice president <laughs> of the Bell uh, government. You're the president. Oh, okay. Well, he's the chime man. Chimes he's the are chime man. Bells. I've got wind chimes. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm not. No, I'm listen. Not he's a oh, ringer. Look, here comes Radio Cat Phoebe. Apparently, she wants to uh, voice her disapproval. <laughs> well, nobody um, has more bells than you do. So, hmm? um, not disapproval, but disagreement here. I'm going to be disagreeable for a moment, mm-hmm. um, respectfully. Wanting to disagree with my good, good friend over there at the uh, Lions Club. Oh, okay. And this is this is something I've heard for a long time, and it, and it bugs me. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a country where you are required to vote. We know of countries where that does happen. Happened pretty recently mm-hmm. in those scam elections that oh, no, we set don't. up in the. Um, parts of Ukraine that he quote-unquote annexed. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not require people to vote, nor do we live in a country where if you choose not to vote, you lose your constitutional rights. That is true. I don't want to hear somebody say, if you don't vote, you're not entitled to speak or have an opinion. That is wrong. Okay. I Yeah, you're certainly not going to get into any... Uh punishment over it. It's just kind of ironic when somebody complains a lot about things and doesn't vote. But Well, I, you know, I agree. I think the better choice is to exercise your right and to vote, mm-hmm. but that's my opinion, and it might, might even be the opinion of the majority of people, but it's not required. Uh, we still have a right of free speech. Mm-hmm. We can still drive a car. Uh, we can still go to work. We can still have children and own property, even if we don't vote. And not only that, you can still call talk shows. And you can call talk shows, which is the best of all. Mm-hmm. So I just had to get that off my chest. Well, you make and, a good point, Kimasabi. No, I've got nothing on my chest. I'll have to go eat something. I like to get some things off my chest. It's a little cough here. <laughs> okay, thanks, Stu. Thanks, buddy. 
I know it's ironic when somebody says, well, this is bad, this is this, and then they don't vote. But, you know, it's, I'm not going to not talk to them anymore. I'm not going to lose their friendship. But, and they can still uh, do whatever they want, complain. You're on the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. You know, I was listening to Bill O'Reilly last night because he has a little half-hour half talk show. He's still hanging around, yep. And um, <clears throat> he had a guest on, and they were discussing which states give driver's license to illegal aliens, okay? Because they were talking about, is this going to just, you know, have a bearing on this election, Right. And the guy said, yeah, California does it. We all know New York does it. And he said, Massachusetts does it. I know Connecticut does, because um, it's right on their website. <clears throat> and, um, uh, you know, and I think Rhode Island might actually, it might even actually be on the ballot to see if they should. But he said, this guy said, that, um, like in California, if the illegal aliens vote, using their uh, California driver's license, no one's going to do anything about it because that's the way California is. You know, nobody ever gets arrested. I mean, really. And like New York. So I'm predicting that there's going to be a lot of lawsuits this time around. But the way the economy is going and the way our country is going, I believe this time... They're going to listen. The judges are going to listen. What about well, bringing the complaints? What are, going to be the good guys what, bringing the complaints? Susan, Susan, the Susan, guys. Susan. What are these lawsuits going to be suing well, for? What suing if, for? What if, if illegal aliens who who supposedly got the driver's license so they could get a job? Right, that's their excuse to give it to them. All right, if they vote in the elections, and they know they voted in the 2020, because I have read that in Judicial Watch, but not enough to make a big whoop this difference. Well, I know you're supposed to be a U.S. citizen, but yeah, um, yeah. there's so many laws being broken now that... And um, so there are places where you go in, like the guy was mentioning in Massachusetts, when they go in to get the driver's license, you are not allowed to ask them their status of if they're a citizen or they are not. So we've got some states that are probably thinking they're going to set this election up to win it, too. Well, I don't think they're going to because everybody is figuring out how they're playing dirty. So I'm thinking there's going to be lawsuits, and I'm thinking there's going to be some that are not going to be decided who won Mm -hmm. right away. Okay, I'm thinking I'm going to take a break. Thanks. WIC, it's with Stu. Temperature at 52 degrees. Back with more of your calls. Coming up, 889-5252 is our number. This is Lori Lord with Medication Awareness. Did you know that accidental poisoning in children is a really big problem in the United States? I'll be back with a few statistics and some suggestions on prevention. The staff at Greenville Drugstore are dedicated to the health of our community. They want you to get the most from your medications. To ensure you use your medications properly, the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore offer special compliance packaging, help with coordinating and reminding you when your refills are due, and offer a free delivery service. Remember to ask the caring pharmacist at Greenville Drugstore all of your medication questions. An independently owned Health Mart pharmacy, Greenville Drugstore has been located at 213 Central Avenue in the Greenville section of Norwich since 1951. They're here for your health. Health Mart, taking the time to listen and care. 
In the United States, accidental poisoning sends one in every 150 two-year-olds to the emergency room every year, and the rate of accidental poisoning has increased dramatically over the last decade. 50% of the 2.4 million yearly calls to the Poison Control Center hotline concern children under the age of 5. And over-the-counter medications are the cause of about a third of the emergency room visits made by children under 12. These statistics highlight the need for parents to ensure that the home is a safe place and that poisons and medications are kept out of the reach of children. Medication Awareness is brought to you by the pharmacists at Greenville Drugstore, a Health Mart pharmacy. We're here for your health. Let's get back to the busy telephone lines. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I want to say thank you to Kevin. Uh, I like what he had to say. There were two other gentlemen earlier in the program. I believe one was uh, Sue from Preston's husband that always speaks um, very well. And there was another gentleman, I've never heard him on the radio before, that spoke. Um, so I just wanted to say uh, you do have some in my opinion, some people that make sense do their research and kind of relate to what I think. So that's all I have to say. All right, thank you. It's interesting that people that make sense to us are usually people that agree with us. So it's funny how that works. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. This time caller. Thanks for calling. What's up? I've been listening. I've been listening since uh, I was a kid. Mm. Oh my goodness! I was a kid then too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sixty now, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of tells uh, how long I've been listening. What's on your mind today? Uh nothing really too much. Oh, okay. You're just checking in. Yeah, and don't have a great day. Make it a great day. I like that philosophy, and I'm so glad you called. Uh, if there's anything you ever want to talk about, give us a call. Sure. Bye-bye. Thank you. First-time caller, listening for many, many years. Oh, like that. Would you like some weather? Here. It's not that bad. Good day to vote. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Sunny, breezy 56 today. A clear, cold night tonight, down to 32. Sunny tomorrow, 57. And then mostly sunny on Thursday, back to the warmer conditions. Not as warm as it has been, but still pretty warm at 67. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Mmm, 67 tomorrow. It's 53 now. Do you remember the disappointment last year when you tried to buy anything? And because of the pandemic, there wasn't anything available? Well, Lazy Boy and Bill's Bedding are happy to announce that there are plenty of fantastic Lazy Boy recliners in stock at Bill's now for the holidays. And more coming every week. Over 250 recliners in stock in all price ranges, including manual and power versions, all at lower prices than the big box store. For instance, the Reed Power Rocker Recliner with wireless remote and power headrest now sale price for just $11.99. No other recliner has made a handheld remote and rocks and reclines except Lazy Boy. And Bill's Benning is a complete Lazy Boy dealer with recliners, lift chairs, reclining and stationary sofas and more. You can add to your holiday budget by putting your purchase on Bill's 12-month equal pay financing with no additional fees or charges. And save even more because Bill's will deliver your purchase for free and take away your old recliner too. Make your holiday special this year with the new Lazy Boy recliner from Bill's Benning. 640 North Main Street 
Peyton Danielson or on the web at BillsBetting.com. 14 till noon. Welcome. You're on the air. Uh, yes, I'm calling to utilize Swap Shop if I could, please. Go right ahead. Okay. I have the following items. They're all Craftsman, Craftsman Sears type brand. A tow behind lawn sweeper, or you could take them push it by hand. I reduced the price substantially for anybody who's interested in wanting one. A gas powered string trimmer made by Craftsman, where you can buy the attachment to convert it to a brush cutter. I also have a lawn and garden trailer, you're told behind a trailer. They can call me on the price for that. Last but not least, the Craftsman Lawn Roller. It's a really extremely heavy-duty built, really strong, they can, and that's a tow-behind roller for a tractor. My number in Norwich is 860-949-8119. 949-8119. Yes, sir. Yes, sirree, Bob. <laughs> yes, sirree, Harry. Oh, things are busy, huh? Getting to the polls. You need to know where the polling places are. In case you decide, well, I think I will vote. Just give me a call and we'll let you know. We cover Stonington, Preston, Salem, and Norwich, and New London, and North Stonington, and Montville, Ledgerd, Groton. So, if we can help you out in any way, that would be great. WYCH, you're on the air. Hey, Stu, I call for your guest, but hey, it's second quarter here. I got a question for you. I'm watching LBJ, and I'm watching, it was the uh, Goldwater. It was 64. LBJ took over for Kennedy when he was assassinated. Was that considered one year, that one year, a term for LBJ? And then he won. Why couldn't he run in 68? Why was it you said it was Humphrey and Nixon? How come he couldn't go for a second term, LBJ? He didn't run. I don't. I think he decided. Uh, boy, this is good. It's a good question, Joey. I, I was just yeah. thinking about that the other day. But uh, he um, he didn't run, did he? Maybe he just no. chose, maybe he just he, chose to, uh, not to run. I guess. Yeah, because yeah. And another question I have: Obviously, Kennedy was a Democrat, Catholic, first one, and so LBJ was a Democrat. If he was the vice president, who was the vice president? Who became the vice president while LBJ from 64 to 68? That's what I'm trying to figure out, the, the vice president. Well, let's see, Kennedy was assassinated in 63. Yeah, 22nd this, this month, yeah. He was in Dallas because, you know, he was trying to get support for the, um, the uh, certainly the run for president in 64, I believe. Yes, that's correct. But he was assassinated at noon Central Time in Dallas at 12 o'clock. So then time. LBJ became the president because he was assassinated. And who yep. did uh, LBJ pick to be his vice president? That's what I'd like to know. And, you know, I was a kid there. And, you know, it's the day before my birthday. I was six. I was going to be three when Kennedy got assassinated the next day. So And then... So who, okay, so 68, when Tricky Dick came into the play, who was his running mate for vice president? I don't remember, and I know all the presidents since uh, Eisenhower. I can go back to Eisenhower right through. I can yeah. tell you everyone. My memory is not that sharp on that, but I'm sure we can find out for you. All right, my man. And you, and I thought you said in 68, and it was really none of my business since this voting day, I think you said you cared for Humphrey over Tricky Dick. In '68, I did vote for Humphrey. Yes, I like. Yes, Humphrey. you did. I yeah, liked you Humphrey. told me that. <laughs> that I remember. That I remember. All right, my brother. I'll, talk, I'll listen to you. I love your show, man. And, and uh, hey, that's Sue Dobbs. 
she gave me good info now. I can talk to my pharmacist about it. I either get the Moderna or the Pfizer. Because you never hear about Johnson, Johnny J anymore, so I don't no, know. not at all. All right, thanks, Joey. See ya. You got it, bro. Hello, welcome to the program. Good morning. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up. If you're like... Hey, welcome. Hello. Hello. Come on, we got Google for crying out loud. It was Humphrey and Spiro Agnew. Spiro Agnew with Humphrey, right? Humphrey was, um, Nixon was, um, Spiro Agnew was Nixon's. Okay, yes, yeah, Spiro Agnew. I remember I, that I was, uh... I remember him, they had a Spiro Agnew watch out, yes. <laughs> he got in a all lot I, of trouble. All I did was have a, a Sippy Sales card, I was in his fan club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, you, you're funny, I know you're a little under the weather, you do sound a little hoarse today, but when you, didn't cut Susan off, but when you go, when she went... And that's my opinion. You said, in my opinion, we need a break. <laughs> I, I was just laughing. And then what did you say this morning? Oh, you, somebody said you're a little horse. You said, that's right, I'm a little pony. Yeah, that's, now, people that's who slightly have horses horse. No, that, that's not what a little horse is. A pony is different than a baby horse. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Only because my friend has horses. And she rolls her eyes when I go, okay, <clears throat> so a horse is a horse. Of course. Of course. Um... A pony is a pony, uh, a mini horse, there are many horses, but um, a baby horse, I believe, is a foal or colt, something like that. So Someone's going to call in now then. A pony oh, never gets bigger. A pony is always a pony. Correct. We never gets that, bigger. But, I, you know, what's a baby horse? We always thought it was a pony as a little kid. Yeah, that's true. They always did. But, uh, mm-hmm. Not true. Any ideas for your uh, afternoon for the no, We songs? could play some pony music or something <laughs> to do with elections. I don't know. Anyway. They, uh, they're doing, um, I listened to this Long Island station, e, um, WEHM, mm-hmm. um, and, and you. Um, so I go between the, your noontime hour and theirs. And today it's all about, um, uh, you know, political songs. You can pick anything you want. So what did I put? I asked for, oh, Power to the People. Uh, you know, John Lennon. John Lennon, Power to the People. Oh, political songs. Could go there. Well, and they had a Dylan song on this morning. You know, just things like, uh, you know. Protest, actually, they're protest, protest yeah, songs. Yeah, you know, the 60s and the 70s. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few of those. That. Particularly in the 60s, we had lots of protest songs. Yeah, and um, and I voted, too. I live in North Stonington, so if anyone wants to know where I thought it was going to be Town Hall, but it's the, the oh, I can't think of the, the school that's getting torn down. Um Oh, part of it left, and and that's where voting was last year, and that's where it is this year, across from the um, Wheeler. Oh, okay. In North Stonington, I, so the I went li- this morning, and the lines were fine, but that was it. I get the know, list right in front in of me here. Yeah, All right, so. good. All right, take care. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. Got the sticker. Get that sticker. I voted. WICH, welcome. Hi. Hello, Stu. Hello there. There was a question this morning about. Hubert Horatio Humphrey's running mate? Yeah, I think that a lot of those questions came up, yes. It was Edmund Muskie. Oh, Muskie. There's a name from the past. And um, LBJ did not wish to run that the next term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made a speech. And I think the Vietnam War kind of did him in. Um. Oh. He certainly and, got uh, out of the kitchen because he couldn't stand the heat. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he he was a tough guy. Let me tell you something. I've read I've uh, read about him on the computer, and uh, 
he uh, he was a little bit of a philanderer, you know. Yes, he had that uh, gene. Yes, a womanizer. That's what I have always heard about LBJ. But um, and another kind of uh, gross little fact I heard on a sports show yesterday. Everybody knows uh, and hears that the Philadelphia fans, uh, years ago, the football fans, they were throwing ice balls at the Dallas Cowboys because they hate the Cowboys, the fans. Mm -hmm. And then they were actually so rotten, they were throwing snowballs when Santa Claus came out. Oh, good grief. Not Santa Claus. But here's the thing they did the other night. It's the last straw, yes. Mm -hmm. At Philadelphia, the last game in Philadelphia. It's kind of grotesque. But Somebody went in all the urinals and put Houston Astros baseball cards in them. Oh, that's disgusting. It, it, it really is. Um, what's wrong? Well, what's wrong with people? We'll never know the, the uh, fans, correct answer. Fans carry it a little too far sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, you see some of those soccer games. They kill each yes. other. For what? It's unbelievable. Uh, they... They've had problems like that on the West Coast with Dodgers and San Francisco Giants fans, and they turn out that they're gang uh, uh, leaders and stuff like that. Um, then they, of you know, course, Bloods they, and Crips or whatever you call them. Really? Um, they weren't just there to, to cause some problems. Get People get beat up just because they're wearing a different uniform, you oh, know? Oh, God. I'll never understand it, but no. that's all I got to say. All right, thank you. And people say, well, maybe they shouldn't serve alcohol at the games because you know what drinking too much does to some people. And uh, But, boy, they make a lot of money with the alcohol, so that'll probably never change. Welcome to the program. Hi, I'm looking for the uh, Bruce Springsteen tickets, Mahegan Sun. Sure. And uh, Rolling Stone magazines, old, new, whatever, and hopefully a Democratic landslide. Have a good day. You want to leave a phone number? 860-887-0813. Mm-hmm. 887-0813. All right, good luck, sir. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. This week, Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m., NAC's Blues on Broadway presents the exciting Sonia Ray Taylor Band. Sonia has been likened to a fiery female combination of Warren Hayes, Bonnie Raitt, and Amy Winehouse. From the moment she takes the stage, her talent will mesmerize you. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. You're in possession of a grandfather clock that was handed down through your family over the years. It hasn't cuckooed or ding-donged in years. It hasn't chimed or tick-tocked. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you'll want a real clock guy. And Phil is your man. Phil's Clocks and Repair in Jewett City can get that heirloom of yours up and running. And if you're looking for some extra dough, he might just take it off your hands. For clock repairs and sales of almost any kind imaginable, visit Phil's Clocks and Repair on Main Street in Jewett City. It's always worth the time. WYCH AM and FM, join us weekends for the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s. Your home for Personality Radio, 1310 WYCH and 94.5 FM. I would say I have a very unusual guest. In fact, I will say it. It'll be at 105 today. Her name is Melissa Schoenfield. She has a book out. 
It's called Bitter or Better, the Melissa Schofield story. She actually hired a hitman because her uh, daughter is being abused by her boyfriend. The hitman turned out to be a policeman, and she spent three years in jail. She wrote a book about it, and we're going to delve into it a little bit after 1 o'clock. A little bit different, huh? Mm-hmm. Meantime, the news at noon, and then we, of course, will get into our lunchtime oldies, which is always fun. Give you a chance to hear some tunes maybe you haven't heard in a very, very long time. Tunes that'll make you feel good. Bring back a memory or two. Let's take you to the news right now with a, a group called the Village Stompers on this election day. Keith Rice going to be back with you this Friday, WICH, AM 1310 in Norwich, 94.5, W233DB in Norwich, FM. up on the news on this election day. No, we won't have the results till later. Coming up to noon. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Months of campaigning are culminating in midterm elections that will decide control of Congress and top governorships. Coast-to-coast candidates and big-name backers made final appeals to voters on Monday. President Biden appearing with Maryland Democratic candidate for governor Wes Moore. Mr. Biden told party supporters in Bowie, Maryland, his party will surprise a lot of people. Meanwhile, former President Donald Trump held a Save America rally in Dayton, Ohio. He appeared with GOP Senate candidate J.D. Vance. The former president says Republicans can only win with a massive turnout. We need a landslide so big that the radical left cannot rig it or cannot steal it. Everybody needs to get out and vote. And if you care about election integrity, volunteer as an election worker, a poll watcher, a poll challenger. And Mr. Trump says he will make an important announcement next week. Also at townhall.com, subtropical storm Nicole began strengthening and transitioning into a tropical storm early today as it churned toward Florida's Atlantic coastline. National Hurricane Center specialist Jack Bevan says Nicole, which is growing to hurricane strength, will hit Florida's east coast tomorrow and not expected to disrupt today's voting. The majority of the weather that's uh, going on right now is well away from land. Uh, there'll be showers and gusty winds coming on shore, but uh, the main core winds of the storm are still offshore. An advisory says hurricane warnings in effect for the Abacus, Barry Islands, Bamini, and Grand Bahama Island. Nicole expected to make landfall along Florida's coast as a Category 1 hurricane. That would be late Wednesday or early Thursday. On Wall Street, stocks are sharply higher now. The Dow is up 527 points. 
the NASDAQ 160 higher. More at townhall.com. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. Kurdish authorities send serious repatriations of foreign women and children with links to the Islamic State group from camps under their control have hit a record high this year. There's been great reluctance from the home countries of the foreign women in the camps to accept their return. This is partly over security fears, but concern over a public backlash has played a big part too. But this year, the numbers have been rising substantially. The Kurdish authorities say that more than 100 women and children have gone to France and over 50 to Germany, but thousands remain in the camps, continuing to pose a problem that there's little will to resolve. BBC correspondent Sebastian Usher. Italian authorities say the discovery of more than 2,000-year-old bronze statues in an ancient Tuscan thermal spring will rewrite history about the transition from the Etruscan civilization to the Roman Empire. Breaking news at townhall.com. Another defeat for gun control advocates in New York State. A federal judge for a second time declared multiple portions of New York's new gun law unconstitutional, including rules that restrict carrying firearms in public parks and places of worship. The preliminary injunction Monday from U.S. District Judge Glenn Sutterby is a legal setback for Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul and some state lawmakers who quickly rewrote handgun licensing laws after the old ones were struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court in June. Sutterby halted the state police and local officials named in the lawsuit from enforcing some provisions of the law. Keith Peters reporting. Four people remain in critical condition following a shooting that wounded nine people in northeast Philadelphia over the weekend. Several people emerged from a vehicle and opened fire on a crowd at Kensington and Allegheny Avenues. About 40 shots were fired. No arrests made. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. It's lunchtime. Sit back and listen to all the great songs with Stu Breyer and his Lunchtime Oldie Show on 1310 WICH. Concerned about my happiness But all that thought you're giving me is conscience, I guess If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry none While you and your friends are worried about me, I'm having lots of fun Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all Playing solitaire till dawn, with the deck of 51 Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain 
kangaroo, now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Last night I dressed in tails, pretended I was on the town. As long as I can dream, it's hard to slow the swinger down. So please don't give a thought to me, I'm really doing fine. You can always find me here and having quite a time. Counting flowers on the wall, that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with a deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. It's good to see you. I must go. I know I look a fright. Anyway, my eyes are not accustomed to this life. And my shoes are not accustomed to this hard concrete. So I must go back to my room and make my day complete. Counting flowers on the wall that don't bother me at all. Playing solitaire till dawn with the deck of 51. Smoking cigarettes and watching Captain Kangaroo. Now don't tell me I've nothing to do. Don't tell me I've nothing to do. Okay, you've got nothing to do. Stadler Brothers, that's 1965. They've been around for a very, very long time because they're so darn good. Welcome to our lunchtime oldies. We're in kind of a world of our own this hour with an interesting mix of oldies. And the bright city lights Let them all fade away Just leave us alone And we'll live in a world of our own We'll build a world of our own That no one else can share All our sorrows we'll leave far behind us there And I know you will find There'll be of mind when we live in a world of our own. Oh my love, oh my love, I cried for you so much. Lonely nights without sleeping while I long for your touch. Now your lips can erase the heartache I've known. Come with me
think they could be president. The world of their own. The Seekers, then there was another group called the New Seekers, but they were not the same Seekers, just in case you were wondering. Someone was asking me if I had this theme, and I found it. It's a sneaky little song. It's the Adams Family theme. family song. Stu's lunchtime oldie break. You ready for a little rock and roll? You really got me. Gotcha. Kinks on WICH. 
featuring a very talented uh, young man by the name of Ray Davies, who wrote most of the songs and had some fantastic hits in the 60s and a couple that snuck into the uh, 70s as well. You really got me. I got a song about the same kind of title. <clears throat> it's uh, You Really Got a Hold on Me by Smokey Robinson. We'll play that in a little bit. Maybe we can make that into a, a theme. You really got a hold on me? You really got... Well, I don't know, we'll see what we can do. Got to take a little break, and we'll get back to it. Here's the weather. You're listening to Personality Radio, WICH Weather. Sunny, breezy 56 today. A clear, cold night tonight down to 32. Sunny tomorrow, 57. And then mostly sunny on Thursday, back to the warmer conditions. Not as warm as it has been, but... Still pretty warm at 67. That's your Channel 3 early warning forecast. Weather anytime at WICH.com. Currently 53 degrees at WICH AM and FM. For victims of drunk and drug driving, your grief is unique, but you are not alone. You always have a place at MAD. Call the 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit MAD.org. For over 50 years, Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Line has been your local firearms dealer with on-target advice and competitive pricing. You see, some folks look at guns as a Second Amendment right, a vital part of their personal security. Others see them as a fun way to plank at a soda can on a fence post. How you feel about guns is totally up to you. Providing an excellent selection and equally excellent customer service is up to Ron's. Ron's Guns at 194 Boston Post Road in East Line. that time of year again. The flu season is approaching. This year, health experts are predicting a bad flu season starting earlier than usual. The addition of another respiratory illness on top of COVID-19 could overburden the healthcare system and increase the risk of catching both diseases at once. This year, more than ever before, it is important for all of us to get our flu vaccine and our COVID-19 vaccine and or boosters. We need to protect ourselves and the ones we love. Remember, flu spreads mainly from person to person through coughing or sneezing. People can also get infected by touching something with flu virus on it and then touching their mouths or noses. Most people with the flu have mild symptoms, but pregnant women, young children, the elderly, and people with illnesses like asthma, diabetes, or heart disease are more likely to suffer from serious complications. Protect yourself, your family, and your community from the flu and COVID-19. Contact your primary care provider to get vaccinated this season. And remember, cover your coughs and sneezes, wash your hands often, and if you're sick, stay home. This message is brought to you by Generations Family Health Center. Let me take you to the summer of 1968 when the motion picture The Graduate was the top movie. It was a good year for music, wasn't it? 
This is Robinson. Once in a while, I still play that DVD, The Graduate. Terrific movie, in my opinion. Stu Breyer with it, W-I-C-H-A-M and F-M. The word swear. You hear the word swear? Did you swear? And that usually is a bad connotation. Or you could say, I swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. So there are different uh, ways to use swear. So this particular one is a nice one with the Skyliners. It's called This I Swear. Not swear that will upset you.
you like would you like a little more swearing on the Stu Breyer lunchtime oldie hour? All right. Swear you're gonna like this song. Frankie Valley. Few swearing words here. On a thought rather be mm-hmm. Swear to God You make me see So I believe in me Oh, you've been filling my cup Till I'm running over With joy from your heaven-sent love Just touch me again I'm king of all men And reigning from above Conversation growing up. 
Were you swearing in school? I swear to God I wasn't doing it. Yeah, all right. Okay, we believe you. Hey, Katina and the waves. Look at that sunshine out there. Blue skies. 54 degrees. Don't get too close to the sun. You'll burn your feet. Subsequently, that's where they uh, discovered the hot foot. How about that being in a good mood, huh? You're in possession of a grandfather clock that would hang it down for your family. It hasn't ding dong in years. It hasn't chimed or ticked off. So, as I see it, there are two options. You can fix it or you can sell it. Either way, you want a real clock on it. Walking on Sunshine, Stu Breyer with you at WICH. Plenty of sunshine today. 
Just an absolutely beautiful day. Thank you for joining us. And we got a lot of great tunes coming up in the second half of our lunchtime oldie hour. Why? Because we like you. Frankie Baloney, Stu's lunchtime oldies. Are you having bologna for lunch? Hmm? It's the last time you had a bologna sandwich. It was pretty good. You know, it's interesting when you write a lot of hit songs, so I hear, and you're trying to come up with another one, you have to have a hook. That's the key. There's a hook to the song. So Mac Davis was sitting down trying to write a song, and he said, I need a hook, I need a hook. And then he came up with this song. It's called Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me. Hey, see how that works when you're a songwriter? Girl, you're getting that look in your eyes And it's starting to worry me Ready for no family ties Nobody's gonna hurry me Just keep it friendly girl Cause I don't want 
She's hooked on phonics. Don't worry about it. Mac Davis, Stu Breyer, WICH. Here's another song with a great hook. It's called Hooked on a Feeling. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. You're in love with me 
of a good love when we're all alone. Keep it up, girl. Yeah, you turn me on. Okay, you're off the hook. That's it. Remember when you didn't go to school, you said you were playing hooky. wonder where that came from. Were you playing hooky? No, I was home playing cards. WICH weather on this election day. Sunny, finally feeling like November. For those of you who have missed it, high 56. Tonight's clear, cooler, 32. Sunny and 57 Wednesday, warming up for Thursday, 67. It is 54 degrees. It's invigorating out there. The Yukon Sports Network from Learfield. Rebound. Loose puck. Score! The Huskies win! The ice bus rolls on. Shoot! Score! Empty netter! Closes the door! Huskies will win it! Catch all the action all season long on your home for UConn hockey. Catch many of the UConn Husky hockey games right here on 1310 and 94.5 FM WICH. Good morning, this is Halar Campos, MD. I have been a physician in the Norwich community for over 17 years, and I am concerned about the direction that our community is taking regarding its health, education, over our children, and the economy that we're all struggling with. I would like you to come join me on November the 8th and support Pietro Rocky Carmedella for State Senate. On November Number eight, please vote row 4B, Pietro Camardella. My name is Pietro Rocky Camardella, and I have approved this message. Paid for by Rocky for CT19. Have you ever had one of those days, your alarm goes off, you look at the clock through half-shut eyes wondering if you can grab an extra hour of sleep, but now the dog knows you're up and he's making it quite clear he's got to go out. Now. So, you leash him up, open the front door, and there's a foot of snow in your driveway. Guess who wasn't making their 9 o'clock appointment? Should have gotten a Boss Snow Plow at BH Trailers and Plows. Yes, Boss Snow Plows have the power to get you through life's unexpected delays. Like the Boss DXT with its patented dual-trip design. It combines trip edge and full moldboard trip technologies, enhancing plow protection when striking hidden obstacles. Or the Boss Super Duty with its cast iron plow shoes that extend the life of the cutting edge. I could go on and tell you all about the other great Boss products, but you have to go shovel your driveway. Get everything Boss at BH Trailers and Plows and Plainfields, or check out their inventory online at bhtrailersandplows.com. BH Trailers and Plows. For when you gotta plow, now. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. This week, Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m., NAC's Blues on Broadway presents the exciting Sonia Ray Taylor Band. Sonia's been likened to a fiery female combination of Warren Hayes, Bonnie Raitt, and Amy Winehouse. From the moment she takes the stage, her talent will mesmerize you. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. You got to see this gal sing Sonia Ray Taylor, one of a new breed of blues, rock, and soul musicians, exploring ways to energize and make the form their own. Wonderful night to go and enjoy 
From the moment she takes the stage, her dazzling, jaw-dropping musical talent mesmerizes you. Sonia's soaring vocals, scorching guitar work backed by her husband, guitar virtuoso Ryan Taylor. If you want to get tickets for Wednesday, the uh, Blues on Broadway show at the Norwich Arts Center featuring Sonia Ray Taylor. Show starts at 7.30. You can call 608-1678 for more information. That is a great show. You folks that are musically inclined, and I know most of you are, you're going to absolutely love the talent that's brought here to Norwich. A lot of good talent from the Norwich Arts folks. Speaking of talent, we have some uh, lunchtime oldie talent. Some of your favorite performers from uh, years gone by. Louis Prima was the kind of singer that uh, he would lose control when he was singing. But he had somebody to keep him in check, and that was Keely Smith. You remember Louis was running around bizarre and bananas, and then Keely would be sitting there going... Um, it was a good balance. They were husband and wife for a while. Here they are at their best. Louie, Keely, hey! And just a gigolo, everywhere you go, and everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Paid for every dance, selling its romance. Oh, the scene. There will come a day, and youth will pass away. What will they say about me? When the end comes, I know there's just a gigolos. Life goes on without me. And just a gigolo, everywhere I go. People know the part I'm playing. Paid for every dance, selling each romance. Oh, what they say. And there will come a day. Youth will pass away What will they say about me When the end comes I know there's just a triple dose Life goes on without me Cause I ain't got nobody Oh, and there's nobody Just for me There's nobody just for me I'm so sad and lonely Sad and lonely, sad and lonely Want some sweet mama Come take a chance with me Cause I ain't so bad that Bad de bozi bad I ain't got nobody Oh, and there's no matter Kiss for me There's no matter Kiss for me No matter Kiss for me No matter
an absolutely beautiful ballad by the great Louis Prima. The 50s, the 60s, and the 70s, they're all back again on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies from WICH AM 
Sam and Dave, W-I-C-H, they wanted to know what to call themselves, so they said, well, it's, I'm Sam, you're Dave, and uh, it's good. Good stuff. Time for another call or two, W-I-C-H. Some songs are a little insulting, but uh, they can still become quite popular. All depends on who you sing them to. Joe Jones and You Talk Too Much. You worry me to death. You talk too much. You didn't hear a word I said, did you? You talk too much. You worry me to death. You talk too much. You even worry my pet. You just talk. Talk too much. You talk about people that you don't know. You talk about people wherever you go. You just talk, talk too much. You talk about people that you never seen. You talk about people you can make me scream. You just talk, talk too much. Talk back. Big hit, 1960-ish, sung by uh, Mr. Joe on Stu's Lunchtime Oldies. I have a guest after the news. She has written a book about, uh, well, she once hired a hitman. Don't worry, nobody was hurt. But it's an interesting story. And Melissa Schoenfield has written a book about it. She's the author of Bitter or Better. Melissa Schofield's story. Check it out right after the 1 o'clock news. Don't want to miss this one. Been looking for this song the whole hour. Finally got it. We played the Kinks, You Really Got Me. This is Smokey and You've Really Got a Hold on Me.
an ode to a girdle. Do they still have girdles? Are they still... I don't know. Girdles. Haven't heard that word in a long time. Glad I tuned in. I hadn't heard it. So, let's get to the news, and we're going to get to a very interesting guest, and then we'll get to uh, some phone calls from you on any topic that you like on this election day, huh? In the meantime, enjoy the news... And then we'll have our guest coming up in just a little bit, Melissa Schoenfield. Personality Radio, WICHAM, 1310 Norwich. And 94.5 FM, W233DB in Norwich. It's now 1 o'clock. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Final pitches are made for Election Day, as we hear from Washington correspondent Tim McGuire. President Joe Biden traveled to Bowie State University in Maryland to deliver his final appeal to voters. We know in our bones that our democracy is at risk, and we know that this is your moment to defend it. Former President Donald Trump campaigned in Ohio for author J.D. Vance. He also called on supporters to return Republicans to the majority in Congress. The first step to saving America is winning an epic victory for Republicans. On his arrival back in Washington, Biden was asked about the chances for his party. I'm optimistic, but I'm always optimistic. I think it's going to be tough, but I think we can. I think we'll win the Senate. I think the House is tougher. Tim McGuire, Washington. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel tells the Salem Radio Network, the GDP has a great opportunity to flip several houses. The East Coast is going to come in first. Alan Fung in Rhode Island, too. George Logan in Connecticut. Tom Kane Jr. in New Jersey. But if Virginia, I think Jen Kiggins is going to win. But if we win with a Yesley Vega and a Hung Cow, that means we're going to have a very strong night and, and probably pick up a lot of seats across the country. Also at townhall.com. At his rally in Dayton, Ohio, former President Trump says poll numbers he presented during the rally favor him above other possible GOP contenders. So it's Trump, 71. Ron DeSantis, 10. That's okay. Mike Pence, 7. Mr. Trump says he will make an important announcement next Tuesday. Stocks are higher on Wall Street as Americans are heading to the polls. The Dow... Is up 476 points, the NASDAQ 154 points higher. More at townhall.com. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret we make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. 
Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's harrys.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy! The United Nations has called on Egypt to release a jailed civil rights activist saying his life is in grave danger. Volker Turk says Egypt must release Abdel Fattah immediately and provide him with medical treatment. Describing the British-Egyptian activist as being in great danger, Mr. Turk said his life was at acute risk now that he had stopped drinking water. But the UN Human Rights Chief did not limit his statement to Abdel Fattah's case. He said the UN had raised the issue of many people arbitrarily imprisoned after unfair trials in Egypt. All should now be released and Egypt should revise its laws restricting freedom of expression. BBC correspondent Imogene Folks, Congolese fighter jets bombing rebel targets in the country's east. As the military steps up its fight against the M23 group. That rebel group has rapidly advanced in recent weeks. Breaking news at townhall.com. A new report tells of the impact the COVID-19 pandemic has had on Virginia's public schools. The Joint Legislative Audit and Review Commission, a nonpartisan legislative watchdog agency, says Virginia's teacher workforce is smaller, unhappier, and less qualified than before the pandemic. Members of the commission also told state lawmakers on Monday that school staff are experiencing more student behavioral problems and mental health issues, as well as a lack of respect from parents, a higher workload, and low pay. The commission interviewed school district leaders who said all of those issues are making it difficult to recruit and retain teachers. I'm Donna Water. The Indianapolis Coats hiring former All-Pro Center Jeff Saturday as interim coach after firing coach Frank Reich. The move comes after another lackluster offensive performance, a loss 26-3 to to New England. More on these stories at townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. Welcome back to our program. It's a uh, pleasure to have on the line someone who's wrote a very interesting book. May get your eyebrows up a little bit. Um, her name is Melissa Schofield. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Thank you for having me this afternoon. How's everything in New York City today, huh? Oh, it's silly, but it's sunny, so it's always good. So you wrote a a book that um, people might be a little surprised that you wrote this book because uh, you hired a hitman. Let's just uh, backtrack a little bit. Your daughter had a boyfriend, and he was abusing her. Is that correct? Yes. You weren't able to get her away from him? No, um, the, she went pregnant, and uh, she had asked to come home while she was pregnant. Things were, were really uh, starting to get even more abusive. And I, uh, my husband at the time and I, uh, we, we said, of course you can come home. And then she decided not to do that. Uh, when the baby was born, uh, things escalated, and finally when he was, the baby was two months old, she asked if she could move home with her dog, the baby, 
you know, everything and just get out of Florida because that's where she was living uh, at the time. So, of course, we said yes. And when she decided that she wanted to come home, did uh, he get uh, more physically abusive or mentally abusive with her? Yes, yes. It continued to escalate. Once she was home, uh, it, it got a lot worse. Um, we had called the police on uh, many different occasions, and my daughter was told, change your phone number, change your social media, mm-hmm. change your email, everything short of moving, but there was nothing that, that really they would do or could do. Um, you know, he came back and forth from Florida up to New York, back down, but he had not made any um, effort to try to see the baby. So they didn't have a an order that he couldn't go near her, or or, or did they, or nope. did she? No, courts didn't do that. The courts would not do that. Uh, my daughter went for full custody of her son, and the first two times he did not pick up the telephone because it was done you know, via telephone. Uh, the third time he did, and the judge gave him four supervised visits over two years, and then he would be able to take uh, the baby by himself for a week. He also was given a weekly Skype visit for, I don't know, it was five or ten minutes, which became so inappropriate and so uncalled for. My daughter put an end to that after several months as well. He made one supervised visit. Um, that was it. The court order ran out in 2016. So he did, he did nothing after that. So just to understand this better, Melissa, he was physically abusive with your daughter? Um, I believe he was only because of my daughter's reaction to a lot of things. And there's a lot of things she, to this day, has not told me what has gone on. I, there's, another, um, there's another mother involved, and she had three children with the same person, and she took the brunt of the physical abuse. So the comment that, uh, that he had made to my daughter was, I got smarter this time around. I won't leave stars. And to be honest, um, having been a psychotherapist, I'm retired now, but I, I believe that the emotional abuse is far worse than physical because people don't see the scars, so they don't think it's as severe. You can heal from an injury, a physical injury. It's a lot more difficult to get through um, the emotional and mental abuse. It says here that he was threatening to abuse the, uh, the child. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, when we brought him home from the hospital when he was born, uh, he was five days old and sitting in the living room with his half-brothers, who were a lot older, but they were playing uh, video games, so the TV was turned up. And, you know, he's a baby. He was hungry. He, he was sitting on his father's lap, and his father put his fist to his stomach and said, crying or I'll punch you in the belly. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he knew that if I said something to him, it would either be taken out on the baby or my daughter. If I said something to my daughter, she probably would have taken it out on me because she feared, she feared the baby's father. So I said nothing, and after the incident, I promised myself I would never be silent again. Mm-hmm. 
You're a psychotherapist, and of course, a lot of people knew you in the community. And uh, yeah. would you say that you personally just snapped and you said, I want to do away with this guy? It's not quite that simple. <laughs> okay, well, tell me about it. <laughs> well, I was married 30 plus years, and the marriage was um, not healthy, it was failing. Mm -hmm. So I had the stresses of that. Uh, with the what was going on with my daughter and uh, the baby's father, I was not sleeping well at night. I was having nightmares of things that were going on. So uh, not sleeping is not a healthy thing. Five nights without sleep, I believe we all start to act a little bit psychotic. Mm -hmm. sure. um, I, I snapped when this did not end. Uh, my daughter and the other... Uh, the other mother uh, got into his Facebook account, and in there it stated that uh, there was a woman in Peru, because he's from Peru, there's a woman in Peru that's going to come to Miami, and she can't wait to marry him and raise all four of his children, especially the baby. And that's what triggered the uh, unthinkable. My uh, husband at the time came in where I was sitting and told me what had, you know, what he had just heard from our daughter, and um, he said, this has to end. Who do you know? And I looked at him, and to me, end meant just that, but I didn't think I knew anybody, and in fact, as it worked out, I thought I did, and it, it really is a blessing that um, he had the good fortune to call this in and that nobody really did get hurt. I so, can't imagine what would have happened otherwise. So, yeah, was, you know, for everybody's sake, um, so where do you look for a hitman and not in the yellow pages? Uh, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, I wasn't looking for a hitman. I was looking for somebody who could hurt this guy so mm -hmm. that he couldn't hurt any other women or children. The problem was uh, the man who was sitting in the car with me was actually a police detective acting as a hitman, mm -hmm. and he told me he didn't leave witnesses. And when I realized I'm a witness and that means I'm going to die too, I'm not dying in vain. And that's when I agreed to everything else going down, that if I'm going to go, so is he. And that's how everything snowballed into something that never should have happened. So basically you had it all set up with him at a certain time he was going to go and... Uh uh, do away with this guy and uh, how soon after that did uh, he arrest you because he was a policeman? He was uh, going to go to Florida the following week mm -hmm. and I had made a stupid comment. Uh, he had asked me if I wanted to see a picture of um, of the body and I looked at him and I said to him, I don't know but what are you going to do with the body? And I, I believe once you say body, you're, you're, you're getting arrested. But he looked at me, and I, my sarcastic, warped sense of humor, which clearly, mm -hmm. in hindsight, was not very funny, yeah. I said, you're in Florida. Throw him to the Gators. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a comment that I, I did not live down for quite some time. Um, with that, I gave him half the money. And he, uh, he got out of my car, went into his car. I had left the parking lot, and I thought about it in the nanoseconds of stopping and saying, I can't do this, but I'm still a witness. 
so I'm still going to die. That's the kind of thinking I was uh, having. So I drove past this car. I went to the traffic light, made a left onto the main road, and three police cars put their lights on, and I'm thinking, they can't be after me. I didn't run a light. Mm-hmm. And they uh, guided my car to the side of the road into a parking lot, and they arrested me right there and then for um, what I had asked what I was being pulled over for. The female officer said they believe a crime was about to be committed. And, you know, the rest was kind of history. Sure. And that's... Uh Next thing you know, you're in court, and then you're uh, you're sentenced to what? Three years in prison? No, um, I took a plea. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DA wanted uh, 15 to 25. The uh, judge overrode everything and said five flat, which means five years, and then you you get your good time and your merit on, on mm-hmm. subtracted from that. So I actually served 1,385 days which is three years, nine months, and 14 days. And yes, I counted every day. Um, I also had five posts, which means five years of parole. Uh, I got off of uh, parole parole since uh, March of 2022. So I I also uh, got off early for that. And this is all because of, um, well, it helps with the governor's laws, but uh, I think the bigger picture was I did everything I was supposed to do and then some. That, yes, I committed a crime, but I'm not a criminal. I had one huge, huge mistake, you know, instead of a bunch of little ones. So I I tend to live my life with Mm -hmm. respectability, honesty, and I think all of that played into getting out early. uh, How did your friends and and family uh, treat you after this, or did you get a lot of support, or...? I had incredible support. Um, I wound up losing two relatives, which I'm not really sure had anything to do with this. It had something to do with also divorce, but I lost a close friend over it. And again, divorce came into the picture with this. Um, six months in, my, my husband came to the prison to tell me he was divorcing me. It had nothing mm-hmm. to do with my crime either. Well, it's, and you put this whole, you put this whole experience into a, a book. Um, now, you what was it like? Three plus years in prison. How did you uh, survive that? Well, every day I wrote in a journal, and the book is actually uh, excerpts from my journal, mm-hmm. and then it, in it also included the legal papers. And um, I had no intention of writing a book. It just wound up. Uh, it seemed like a good idea that other people could benefit from um, my mistakes and also my lessons. Um, prison was very difficult for me. Uh, there's a mission statement about custody, care, and control, and I turned it around that I'm in their custody, they don't care, and I have no control. Um, it was very difficult for me to succumb to that, that kind of mentality. I had a lot of physical problems that only... Um, only became worse there because of the lack of adequate medical who are incarcerated. Yeah. Um, it was difficult. After a while, it became a little bit easier because, you know, the routine, it's, you know, Groundhog Day when you're in prison. Mm-hmm. So do you imagine you thought about lots of things like how could you have handled this differently because obviously this monster wasn't going away or was going to try to take exactly. away your grandchild. 
Right. Um, with a lot of the time I had to think, interestingly enough, um, I mean, I had a stay-away order. I had a sign, you know, that I wouldn't go anywhere near him. And the, the truth was I had no interest to go near him. Yeah. Um, what I actually did in prison, there, there is no rehabilitation in prison. If you want to change something, you've got to work on yourself. And I, uh, where I was incarcerated, I spent nine weeks at Bedford Hills, which is a maximum women's, secu uh, women's security prison. Mm -hmm. And then I got moved directly across the street to Taconic, which is a minimum medium. So you, you get your own room. They're really not cells. They're rooms with solid doors and, you know, a little glass uh, window. And I had a lot of time to, to contemplate what happened in my marriage. And I, it's almost like I did an autopsy of my life, even though I, you know, was still alive. But I think I got lost along the way of trying so hard to keep everything together in my life, my marriage, um, taking care of a family, of some friends. And I think I forgot about myself along the way. Being a psychotherapist, so, you had to take care of a lot of other people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I... I really did that, that self-care that I, I needed to do, which really was a big part writing the journal. And then I, um, I just made a choice that I wanted to be better, not better. And, and not to say that I don't get angry, but I, I tend to do it very differently than, than I did years ago. So how many years have you been um, out of jail now? Three and a half. I think we'd all uh, be curious to know uh, what became of uh, your daughter and uh, this guy. Is he out of the state, or what's going on now? This guy is, to the best of my knowledge, he's still in Florida. I don't know, and honestly, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, as far as my, my daughter, um, <laughs> when I got out of prison, she insisted I come and live with them, and my daughter and my grandson, and my grandson generously gave me his playroom. He was six years old. And here it is. I'm 62 years old, and I'm living in my grandson's playroom. Mm -hmm. So about two weeks went by. I took him with me house shopping, and the first house that I looked at wasn't even on the market yet. Loved it, and I bought the house. Oh, wonderful. So I thought this was I, – I was blessed that I was able to do that. But as things worked out, my daughter wound up having a couple of issues where she was renting – and I said, you know, why don't you move here? I've got three bedrooms. And I was in the same school district. I did this on purpose as my grandson. So, you know, there would be no conflict. And they moved in with their two dogs, and we all live together now. So little does your grandson know, probably to this day, what, uh, what evolved while you were trying to protect him. Unfortunately, he does know. He does know. Uh, yes, we, we did our best to protect him. While I was in prison, he thought that I was working in a school building. Mm -hmm. So we made it very age-appropriate, and I told him it was an adult timeout, which means I'm here for quite a while. He didn't understand why he couldn't have a sleepover yeah. while I was in prison. Mm -hmm. um, he, it became normal for him where he loved the playroom that was there. He got to know the kids that came the same you know, weekend that he was there. He even got to know some of the other women I was housed with because, again, you know, you, you see the same people over and over. And for him, um, the last time he had visited, he cried that he wasn't going to see these people again. 
because that became normal for him. So once I was out, uh, there were several documentaries that I was on prior to uh, going to prison, and they were on the uh, saved part of the TV. And uh, kids are quite savvy, regardless of age these days, and he decided he was going to watch a show. And he did, and then he started to ask questions. And it was very difficult, and I, um, I think he realized that Grandma... Grandma made a huge mistake, but she protected him in doing it. I did the wrong thing for the mm-hmm. right reason. Uh, so you were on some of those crime shows, a uh, documentary, or? Uh, I was, what, 24 to Life, Dr. Oz. Oh, Dr. Oz. I did a quick little blurb, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was a very difficult time. I, um, I was portrayed as a monster where they took a sliver of my life, and I think that's what hurts so much. And then I started to believe that. So I went into prison believing I was some kind of monster. And maybe that was part of my, my metamorphosis in becoming the person that I'm meant to be. But I, um, I realized that sometimes when you try to protect somebody, you, you go a little too far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to this day, wish the police would have knocked on the, my door to say, hey, what's going on here? You know, we know you've never gotten anything more than a speeding ticket. What is going on? But they didn't do that. They, they pushed as far as they could push to see what I would do. And it's not their fault that I did what I did, that they could have stopped it. They could have, you know, had some kind of intervention there. Yeah. So when you're interviewed by these people, do they have... Did they show compassion towards you of what you went through and your daughter? Now or prior to incarceration? Prior to incarceration? Uh, they were not kind. Uh, very few people were kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was portrayed um, as, like I said, as a monster. And uh, the local DJ, one of the local DJs, was very sadistic, and he had come up with a song about Alligator Granny. And the day I accepted a plea, he was really upset and said on the radio, I'm really annoyed she took a plea. I wanted this played out in a, in a trial. I wanted to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was really hurtful. It was all I could to not show fear, but in not showing fear, um, I came across as very cold, and um, uh, very stoic, and I was anything but that. Melissa, when I you were being terrified. interviewed, did they also interview uh, your daughter's boyfriend? Was he in a part of it? No. No? He, he, he refused to do anything. He, uh, he did respond in one article, I think it was through Huffington Post, and it's like, were we talking about the same topic? Because he's totally in another direction and he denied any of the uh, abuse charges with mm-hmm. uh, the other baby mama as well as my daughter. So has he made uh, any contact with your daughter or, or is uh, his daughter? None. None? No. Well that's it's good. None. No, none. That's it. None. So he's completely so out of the picture. maybe something good came out of it then. Mm-hmm. So, Melissa, are you able to go back to uh, being a psychotherapist, or is that over, uh, that 
position? Well, I could. I had surrendered my license uh, when it, the day I accepted my plea. And I was told by the state of New York that I could get my license back after three years. But then they told me I had to take all the continuing education that I would have missed mm-hmm. while my license was uh, surrendered. And that's, that's almost impossible. So I, I decided, you know, that's the path. And now I get to play, you know, grandma. Um, I get to volunteer at a couple of places. I've, you know, kind of gone back to knitting, and I seem to always be painting something around here. And it's, um, it's retirement life now. I have a lot of physical issues uh, that New York State docs did not take care of, and I'm paying the price for now. So I, I try to take it easy, you know, not push mm-hmm. so much, but it's uh, definitely retirement well, it's quite a story, and you put it into a book from all your journals. I, I imagine it's a very interesting read. And is this book available everywhere? Or? Uh, yes, it's uh, it's easier it's probably to order it off of Amazon, but you can go into any bookstore, and if they don't have it, they can order it. It's called Bitter or Better by the inmate formerly known as 15G0717 by Melissa Schoenfeld. Hmm. First time you've ever written a book or anything like that? Uh, first time I've published. I've written 13 children's books for my grandson. And actually the stories were about things that were going on in prison, mm-hmm. but I made it into a format where animals are telling the story and made it kid-friendly. And as your sister, uh, your sister, your daughter have another guy in her life? She does right now, and it's a wonderfully healthy relationship. Oh, that's good news. And, uh, good news. Yes. Yes. It's excellent. So when you think back, could you ever believe that at one point in your life you would be looking to get a hitman for somebody? No, not in a million years. Yeah. And honestly, when I look back and I even look at prison, it seems like a really bad movie. Mm-hmm. I know that I was there. I know what happened. But it's so out of my character, sure. which unfortunately leads me to to make the statement that anybody can be pushed to a dark, dark place and do something that that they would never have thought about before. You just become desperate. I know you've taken full responsibility um, for that, but what other things yes. should the police have done to maybe protect this situation that they could have or should have? I think they should have taken the call seriously of the um, endless harassment mm-hmm. and the um, uh, the threats that that he was making towards my daughter and to to my grandson. Um, as far as things I could have done, you know, you're you're frozen where with fear that you don't know what else to do. And in hindsight, there was something I really could have done that. Would have made things difficult, but maybe not. Uh, we had friends in Canada. I could have sent both of them up to Canada mm-hmm. and uh, get an answer. Uh, as far as agencies, there are things out there, but unfortunately, being a therapist and hearing some of the things that went on with these other agencies, I feared that my grandson would be taken away from us, my daughter, 
while the investigation took place. And that just wasn't acceptable on any level. I felt like, here it is, we're the victims, but we're going to wind up Mm -hmm. paying the price for something we didn't even do. We do a lot of shows on domestic violence, and there are so many women's shelters in the area, so uh, they've kind of come up to speed with that. Melissa, thanks for sharing your story. Um, The uh, book is called Bitter or Better, the Melissa Schoenfield story. And it's available probably the best places on Amazon, right? Yes, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, yeah. And how old is your grandchild now, about six? No, he's now ten. Ten, <laughs> all right. He's ten. Yes. And he is uh, hes wonderful. As a matter of fact, uh, my son has a baby that was due yesterday that still isn't born yet, but that'll be my second grandchild. How did your son feel about all this? Uh, he removed himself for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he he felt like he was left out in the cold. It was very hard on him. Mm-hmm. And we've done a lot of repairing in our relationship. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. You'll be yeah a, but it was difficult. A grandma to someone new, and uh, I wish you all the luck in the world with that. And I'm glad, glad you're okay and you have a nice place. And uh, maybe the folks will pick up your book. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, Melissa. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Okay, have a great rest of your day. All right, be well. Thanks. Interesting story. 889-5252 is our telephone number. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be right back with an open forum on this election day. Get more for your Medicare dollar, Connecticut, with a $0 premium Medicare Advantage plan from United Healthcare. With a United Healthcare Medicare Advantage plan, it's easier than ever to get more for your Medicare dollar, including better than ever dental, vision, over the counter, and prescription drug coverage. Take advantage. Call United Healthcare today at 1 855 296 0896. That's 1 855 296 0896. Benefits, features, and/or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. It's quite a story. Hi, welcome to the program. Okay, we might have lost somebody. Okay, if you'd call me back, we'll get you on at 860-889-5252. It's quite a story, and I'm glad it's nobody was hurt. Of course, the uh, daughter and the grandchild. Well, the daughter was certainly hurt with her relationship with this guy, and um, I'm glad everybody's okay. A little bit different. 2702 at WICH. Couldn't ask for a nicer day. 54 degrees. It's election day 2022. Been to the polls today. Let's take this call before the break. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi, Stu. Hi. It's Patrice again. <laughs> yes. Um, hanging in there, I guess, for the moment. Um, I was um, texting a friend in Oregon about voting. And they only have mail-in early voting. They don't have any other option. So I was explaining to her that today we voted on, we don't have that here in Connecticut, and I voted in favor of of that. But I would prefer drive-up voting because when we had the election during the pandemic, um, you know, there were... 30 or 40 people ahead of me in line. So it was either right before the pandemic or during, I don't remember which, but um, 
you know, that's a long wait when you're standing up. So, so you didn't have a long wait today? It went quickly? Um, I usually go at 6 a.m., so there's mm-hmm. virtually no one there, but I went about 7.30-ish. And um, so I just wanted to let people know that you do actually, if they weren't thinking of voting um, or abstaining, that if you go, you do have the option of voting for um, early voting. Okay, thank you. Hello, welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi. I wanted to talk about the uh, Norwich uh, shootings. There was one that happened on uh, West Thames Street mm-hmm. and the other on Bath Street, downtown <clears throat> Norwich. Yes. Have you heard about it? I haven't heard any updates on it. That's what you mean. No, you don't need, uh, like, an update. The thing is, it happened. Right. Downtown Norwich, they're trying to promote business and whatnot. And, again, I said this, uh, I wouldn't go down there. I live here in Norwich lots of years. You think it's more dangerous than any other downtown? Lots of years. And I've said this before, and they're trying to promote business down there. You had two shootings within a week down there. I don't know if anybody talked about it, or um, that's my concern. Well, you know, that the environment today, that could happen anywhere, unfortunately. That's your answer. Okay. That's Um, my answer. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I don't know what to say. It should never happen, but it does. Welcome to the program. Sue, I forgot to mention one thing about voting. I'm sorry. Um, When I was legally blind from my cataracts, um, I was able to vote on um, a device that gave me instructions with earphones. So if you can hear... um, you're able to vote with auditory instructions. It's pretty self-explanatory, but the uh, voting assistance will help you if you are legally blind with following the instructions. Of course, our Take friend Kevin. All right, thank you. Kevin voted. He's a blind man and uh, had no problems whatsoever. You're on the air. Welcome. I just want to say real quick that Lady Melissa, we need more women like that, and my husband's going to get the book. Thanks. You're welcome. You never want to do that. That should be, I understand, the emotional side of knowing that your daughter was being abused and the possibility of the grandchild being hurt deeply, but never resort to that. There's always another solution. As she mentioned, she could have uh, had the family move to Canada for a while and Get away from the monster. You're in the air. Welcome. Oh, hi, Stu. Hi. Hey, I was looking through my paperwork because I, I keep <clears> a list. And, you know, I got I ordered my oil, getting it tomorrow, 100 gallons, 574. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got my 2020 list out by month. And, of course, that was under Trump. March of 2020, 125 gallons. Oh, no, wait a minute, that was a fill-up. I'm going to go with, okay, April 
2020. A hundred gallons cost me only a hundred and seventy dollars, and then I guess it must have been warm in June. Hundred twenty-five, hundred and eighty-five dollars, <clears> and <throat> this is, you know, in 2020 under Trump, and now a hundred gallons is five hundred and seventy-four dollars. And my Eversource bills under Trump were only something like 135 and now they're 188 and they're saying they're going to go up 40%. That is why we've got to get the Democrats out. I don't care how nice they are. They have money. If they've been in there a long time, we don't. And all they're doing is taking it. And you know what? All those free telephones and everything that I hope when they get in Congress, everything that is that they're whining and dining, the ones who are coming over the border with, I hope that money stops. And when they can fly them to Westport or Westchester Airport and let them off in the middle of the night on the American's dime, well, all of those illegals can just get back on a big old transport um military transport, just like the Afghanistanis that came here. If that can be done all the way from Afghanistan, then they can all be brought back to their own countries. I don't think our military planes have to worry about being shot down. Now, Susan, you're daydreaming now. There probably won't be much of a change, no matter which way the voting goes at this particular time. But well, maybe... I've been hearing that if we get to take over Congress, we can put a stop to the money bleed. We, it will stop. At least they can do that, because if they try to pass a bill, Biden will veto it. But if they do, it, it, it can come to a start and a stop. And guess what? Pelosi's out. If, if they take over Congress, GOP, she's gone. And that's a plus, too. So there's a lot of good things. That's why everybody's excited on the conservative side. If we take over both houses, Congress and Senate, because we will actually be a blockade to Biden and his stupidity politics. All right, don't uh, you know? Keep control of your emotions there. Well, and, uh, I'm thankful to God that I have the money to pay for it, but there's going to be people out there that don't, you know, mm-hmm. for oil and stuff. And it was cheaper under Trump, and they can't okay. change that. All right, thanks for the call. And the beat goes on. You're on the air. Welcome to the program. Hi, Stu. Hi there. Uh, we weren't in a war with Ukraine then, and when Trump was in, and Putin was not involved. Now he's in, involved, and it's it's getting worse. Yeah, I mean, we could look at it from all angles. Uh, you right. know, as you know, I'm not a fan of the president. And no, no. I think he could have done a lot of things much differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, you have to, you have to stop and, and think about uh, what's going on in this world, mm-hmm. not just what's going on here, because we're affected, too. <clears throat> of course, I agree with that. Certainly, lots of things that are... Yeah. Happening, we are affected right. by it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought I would mention it. Well, I'm glad you did. Because some some people are 
all self-concerned and self-absorbed, and they're not looking at the big picture. Maybe, that's maybe what I think. Maybe it's easy not to look at the big picture. You can get an ulcer. Right. That's right. You could. You could. <laughs> okay, right. Thank Sue. you. This is Nick Kaplinson, President and CEO of Dime Bank. Is your bank changing names or worse, disappearing completely? We've all seen too many times, once the name changes, so does everything else. Maybe it's time for you to skip the new paperwork, fee changes, and big promises that come from a big out-of-state bank. At Dime Bank, we're welcoming customers who've had enough. It's your bank, your choice, your dime. Dime Bank. Community banking lives here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It's that time of year again. The holidays are upon us with Thanksgiving right around the corner. Valby's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram would like to give back to the community. All month long, we'll be hosting a food drive to help those in need. Feel free to drop off canned goods and non-perishable items to our showroom at 395 West Thames Street in Norwich. In addition, for every new vehicle sold in the month of November, Valby's Motors will donate a turkey to the food drive supporting veterans at New London Homeless Hospitality Center. Planning a road trip to a family gathering this holiday season? We've got you covered with our Black Friday sales event. Drive with confidence in any of our 4x4 vehicles within our Jeep lineup or Ram pickups. We have a great selection of models on the ground ready for immediate delivery. Or visit us online at Valvis.com where you can begin a custom pre-order meeting your needs. Thanks for your support and happy holidays to all. We look forward to seeing you soon. Valvis, you're gonna love it. Celebrating 35 years, the Norwich Arts Center is a vital part of downtown Norwich. Events include First Friday in the Art Gallery and live music in the intimate Donald L. Oat Theater. This week, Wednesday, November 9th at 7.30 p.m., NAC's Blues on Broadway presents the exciting Sonia Ray Taylor Band. Sonia's been likened to a fiery female combination of Warren Hayes, Bonnie Raitt, and Amy Winehouse. From the moment she takes the stage, her talent will mesmerize you. For tickets and more information, visit norwicharts.org. NAC is supported by an ARPA grant from the Cultural Coalition. Stu Bryan with it. Excuse me, the frog got me. 889-5252 is our telephone number. Let's go to the lines. Welcome, you're on the air. Hi. Good afternoon, Stu. Yes, sir. I feel that, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I, I, I am a Republican. I hope uh, we sweep uh, both houses. Um, the first thing that uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, says they're going to do if that happens is they're going to uh, get rid of the 87,000 internal revenue service agents they're going to hire. I think that's very, uh, it's not needed. <clears throat> I think it's too much of a big brother approach that the Democrats are doing. Um, they say that the reason why they're hiring all those people are because so many people have not done their taxes and haven't paid in. Um, Seems a bit I, over the top to me, certainly. It certainly is over the top. If they need that, if they need people for that, I, you know, a, a, you know, ten thousand agents, you know, mm-hmm. you know, don't go overboard with it. But uh, I think we have the problems in this country. Before we take care of uh, Ukraine and all these other countries, our domestic problems have to be taken care of first, and that is the border. We have to secure the border. We have to do something about crime, and we have to do something about the economy. 
and that 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 means we we get the get the oil flowing again. Hire back more police. Change <clears throat> change the laws of uh, of uh, bail and that stuff. Um, and security will report it because uh, that that is very important. Um, well, they got to get rid of the cash bail. If there's a new uh, governor in New York, maybe they can do that. So there's there's things we can do slowly but surely that are definitely wrong. But that's right. It's not going to um, be nothing's going to be easy. Time. But uh, <clears throat> I uh, I just uh, I I don't understand how I got this far. To tell you the truth. But, and today on voting day, coming on voting day, it's one of my favorite days of the year because for 364 days a year, the government gets to tell me what to do. Well, not today because I get to go to a voting booth and I get to tell them what I what I want to well, do. Well, it's a good them. way. It's a good way to look at it. I hope a lot of people do vote. Thank you, Stoke. Thank you. My name is Connie, and I have been an educator for over 20 years. I support Pietro Rocky Camardella because he supports parents and children. Pietro believes that parents should make the decisions for their children, especially in regards to what they learn in school. Don't let the government decide what's best for your children. On November 8th, please vote row 4B, Pietro Camardella. My name is Pietro Rocky Camardella, and I have approved this message. Paid for by Rocky for CT19. All right, we're going to take a little musical break, and uh, maybe we'll even get a little comedy in here in this portion of our program. And also, if you'd like to call up about anything, 889-5252 is the telephone number.
going to get the feeling again. Uh, well, we've got some really serious topics leading up to this midterm elections, and and uh, tomorrow we'll probably have most of the results. But I thought I would leave you with a very funny man. He is a Russian stand-up comedian. And in this country, it's legal for him to tell these jokes. His name is Yakov Smirnov. Check it out. Have a few laughs with us. Very nice, very nice. So I'll tell you, comedy, comedy, huh? Comedy, it's in my blood. I wish it was in my act. <laughs> Our next comedian is from Russia. How do you like that, huh? This guy came here seven years ago, couldn't speak a word of English. Today he speaks 12 words. All Spanish. <laughs> Say hello to Yakov Shmirnov. Okay, here we are. Great guy. Okay. All right, baby. Hi. Hi. My name is Yakov Smirnov. I am a comedian from Russia. Thank you very much. I want to explain to you what happened to that airplane. I am actually from Russia. I was born there, grew up there, worked as a comedian out there. What surprises me, American people don't know we have comedy in Russia. We have comedians. They're there. They're dead. They're there. It's very hard to do comedy in Soviet Union. You have to write out all your material and you send it to Department of Jokes. I'm not making this up. They send it back to you, censored. You have to stay with the script. You cannot improvise. If someone heckles you from the audience, you can't say, like, your mother wears army boots. Because she probably does. And she will hurt you. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. They're not going anywhere. You gotta be very selective, very careful with what jokes you say. If you say, like, take my wife, please, you get home, she's gone. <laughs> I realized that I wanted to get out of Russia. It's not easy uh, to get out because you apply for a visa, but they give you MasterCard. Yeah. <laughs> there are no things like American Express, they give you Russian Express. Don't leave home. <laughs> Finally, I got an answer, get out. And I'm, um, my, my first stop in America was in Cleveland, Ohio. Anybody from Cleveland by chance? Anybody? They made me feel at home in Cleveland, so I had to escape again. <laughs> now, I make fun of Cleveland because everybody makes fun of Cleveland. Is that correct? I mean, every country has one city people make fun of. In Russia, we used to make fun of Cleveland. to New York. New York was great. I walked out of the airplane. I saw my name written. Big letters. Smyrna. <laughs> America loves Smyrna. I said to myself, what a country. <laughs> I didn't speak English. It was hard. You know, uh, everybody was telling me different things to do. You know, people would say, you're going to learn pidgin English first, then you'll be fine. So I used to go to parks. <laughs> and I learned... to crop and windshield. <laughs> friend of mine said, I quit smoking cold turkey. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> what do you so smoke now, ham? <laughs> I, I was reading newspaper. The ad in the paper said, big sale last week. 
why advertise? I already missed it. They're just dropping it in. Another ad in the paper said, we guarantee our furniture and we stand behind it for six months. That's the reason I left Soviet Union. I don't want people behind my furniture. I was in Nashville, Tennessee. That screwed me up completely. Those people check your hearing constantly. You come back, you hear. I heard it. I was working there in Nashville, and, and the club owner was a very nice guy, kind of a little weird, showed me around Nashville, showed me his farm. And he played practical joke on me. He let me milk his bull. Now, I learned something. You milk this animal once, you have a friend for life. He was following me around, going, you come back, you hear? It's amazing. Certain things, I mean, but, but it's great to be in this country. You have freedoms, you know, you can say anything you want, you can do whatever you want. Certain freedoms I had no idea about. I walked in the store, first time, I saw this box. It says, new freedom. <laughs> and I said to myself, what a country. Freedom in a box. I bought 15 of them. If any of you need some, I still have it. I had no idea what those things were. I bought Super Maxi. I figured I should get as much freedom as possible. And I would write letters to my friends in Russia. I would put those things in envelope. I figured they should enjoy some freedom too. Then I read it says sanitary napkins. I would put those things on the tables. I thought those are good napkins. They were expensive. And people would go, yeah. But nobody would want to tell me what those things are. People don't like to talk about this. I thought they're like knee pads. Then I thought they're like headbands. Here I am wearing this stuff in the gym. People coming over going, you look good. What the hell are you wearing? I don't do it anymore. I buy stay free. Thank you very much. We're going to have some more of him uh, in the next few days because he's very, very funny. Yakov Shmirnov. W-I-C-H, hello. Well, a nice way to end the day. You're not afraid to play these old comics. That's, that's great. I, I appreciate it. Um, maybe some, um, oh gosh, Andy Kaufman sometime. I was thinking, it almost sounds like him. I forgot about this Schmernoff guy. He was funny. Oh my goodness, yeah, time. I know. I'm Thank just you. starting to get into his stuff. Yeah, Andy nice Kaufman was... Nice way to end the day, but uh, how about <clears throat> that? I got my um, Bob Newhart in, so how about some Andy Kaufman sometime soon? All right, Andy has a, always had a different type of an act, too. Maybe we could find something by him. Yeah, absolutely. It's clean. It's good. It's oh, it's okay. You did a great job today with all the political views. Your poor thing. Um, I hope you get out there and vote and um, and feel better. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Yeah, we got to leave the premises here. And that's the end of our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you'll be with us again tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Please be kind to each other, no matter which way you vote, standing on your head or straight. Personality Radio, WICH.